This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Okay, here we are, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode number 18 of the Tackle and Tacos Fishing Podcast. We're really excited, as you can see, to my right. And well, unless you're listening, you can't see. Oh, yeah. But if, you, if you're watching, <laughs> you can see to my right, your left, we have a guest in the house. We're super pumped to have Austin Howard here with us. Hey, uh, we'll get to him in just a sec. Uh, but before we do, uh, we just want to say, like always, a humongous thank you to um, everybody who listens to our podcast, anybody who tunes in. Um, it's humbling. It's really humbling. Like we kind of had, I don't know how much we've talked about this and I don't want to get too specific and make it kind of like, I don't know, potentially cocky sounding. I don't ever oh, want to be misinterpreted, no. but like we had goals sort of in mind for how many downloads we would get in the first year. And we've like way gone past that in just the first couple months. And so, um, it's a, you know, that's exciting because I'm not going to say that thing. Like we don't know what we're doing. We're getting better. I think at the podcasting thing, but I don't think we ever just arrive and be like, well, yeah. we've learned everything we can learn. We can't go any further with this. We've, we've reached the top. And so the fact that we're sort of evolving with this deal and like people are actually listening to us, yeah, you know, exciting. like it's sort of awesome. Humbling, yeah, sure. Super humbling. And so, yeah, thank you to everybody who, who tunes in, listens to us. Uh, Nate, who is your number one favorite listener? <laughs> <laughs> My number one favorite listener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Probably Doug. Okay. <laughs> Which one? Perfect. Doug. God, what's his, I can't think what his last name is. Uh, from the park from working class. Yeah, no, not. Oh, not, Doug, uh, McIntyre. 
Doug McIntyre. Yeah, yeah. 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 He's always he's, sending he's, us like crazy memes and like yeah, tagging us and stuff. Yeah, he's yeah. so engaging. He's he sends me fishing TikToks all the time. <laughs> that's stuff, funny. So, yeah, I, that's dope. I, I, I gotta say, that's probably uh, that's probably the number one. Okay, you have a favorite listener, Lola? Um, probably you. Oh, that was so <laughs> gross. Ew. Uh, yeah, Nate's just shaking his head. He doesn't approve. My favorite listener, I would say my mom, but I don't think my mom's listened to a single minute of our podcast. <laughs> because I keep on thinking I keep thinking my mom has listened to it and then I'll be like yeah you know like that one episode on the podcast and she'll say something so nice and mom-ish like yeah I'll have to listen to that one I'm like yeah. you don't listen to any of them mom <laughs> it's so clear you know like and she'll ask me like she'll say something like oh I saw that podcast about um I don't know scary moments on the water and I'm like yeah yeah you, you know when thumbnail? I was when I was yeah exactly I'm like you saw the post on social because yeah. I'll be like yeah you know that guy who had um Cliff Perchy had that crazy dude attack him on his boat she's like what happened I'm like I knew you weren't listening <laughs> gotcha. to it dude so my favorite listener is just baited her yeah yeah, yeah just just let her into it and then she fell into the fact that Poor she doesn't Mama give Cat. a crap about our podcast at oh. all uh I don't think I have a favorite listener I'm just I, I don't even know why I asked you that that was just a stupid question and you totally balked for a second, it, which was perfect. It was good. Um, Stu, maybe. He's one of my oh, favorite yeah. dudes. He's a favorite commenter. Yeah, he's just a funny cat. Yeah. Um, Austin is an awesome dude. I'm stoked yeah. to have him. Uh, I mean, shoot, it's just cool to have people who listen and you can engage with and talk to them about it. And yeah, it's just fun. So um, I'm really excited. We're very close now to, to Nate and I fishing a two-day tournament on Fence Lake uh, in the Lock de Flambeau area of Wisconsin. And Nate and I have talked about this briefly and I don't know any of the inner workings or politics or any of that stuff on it and so I'm not even going to go to that but I was talking to a feller who came into uh, Shields the other day and he was telling me that um, that whole area is owned by Native Americans and part of that whole thing with um I don't know. I don't know all the details, but basically the state of Wisconsin like owes them a certain sum of money. And when they don't pay it, the tribe like locks down the roads and the ramps to the lakes and the everything out there, which I mean, I'm not even mad at them right. for it. You know what I'm saying? Like if, like if Austin was like, yeah, man, I'll give you a dollar for that root beer. And then he never gave it to me. Like I'm snatching my root beer back. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like not pay really, up. but you know, like when you, <laughs> when you promise somebody something, pay it, whatever. Yeah. Yep. And so apparently by like this week, uh, the the tribe, and I'm not sure what tribe it is, and so I don't I don't know if it's like the Lock de Flambeau. It's either Lock de Flambeau or Le Coudre. Okay, or the okay. Le Coudre tribe, which if you look at the spelling, it's like Lac Court Orealis mm-hmm. or something, but that's just like the whitest, <laughs> ignorantest way you can say it. Um, <laughs> but apparently they're owed a certain sum of money, and if they don't get it, they're just going to shut down the roads. And so, so the dude crazy. the dude who came and talked to me at Shields, he was like, yeah, so we'll probably be able to launch on Saturday morning for the first day, and then maybe we just live there, because they're going to like <laughs> lock down the roads, and then we can't get out. So um, if that happens, yeah. please tell Gus that I love him, and like okay. FaceTime me when he graduates high school. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Like, what I is hope that? it so, doesn't come to that point. Right. I, yeah. Like the dude said, like, oh, yeah, you know, like if, if it doesn't, because um, I think he might be one of like the, what do you call that? Uh, the the like, what do you call that? Like the the people who are a, a part of the club who like make the decisions or whatever, like a, a board member, yeah, board like a board member, member yeah. or something like that. I think he might be a part of that. Super nice dude. Um, but anywho, he was like, well, yeah, maybe we'll just go to another lake. So now we're talking like the old days of MLF, where they just like jump off on a lake that yeah. they don't know and like run but around. That could be really cool. There yeah. are some really good lakes in that area. There are <laughs> really yeah. good lakes. Yeah, there's some awesome lakes, and I'm hoping. You know, we'll be like, well, let's just head west a little bit and we can go to like 
Round Lake or I don't know, just Upper <laughs> Eau Claire, lakes that I have, like I know really well. Like, flowage. I yeah, right. Chupa, I don't know why the Chupa flowage sounds fun. But, uh, so hopefully hopefully we don't die. Nate, what are your thoughts there? What if we get locked out of the, the Derby? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to have to figure out what said sum of money is and maybe we can start hustling up. <laughs> right. Some, you know? okay. That's a good I'm idea. Because I'm going to have to get back home. Yeah, yeah, I would assume it's pretty sizable, but like I know that you blow your nose on hundred dollar bills. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, look I at that you. face. What was that? Wasn't there was like an episode of like Fresh Prince back in the day where they like had a whole bunch of cash or something and they were freezing and then they had to like burn it to stay warm or something? I remember as a kid being like, dude, it's just like a finger, like frostbite that thing. Don't burn the money, dude. <laughs> and I'm not like obsessed right, with money, yeah. but I'm like, don't burn the money and at least go through and find like the ones. Don't don't burn up the hundreds all stacked up jeez well, that's what nate does when he goes like a campfire mm. he's like i got the fire starter and he's bust open like a mr beast case of yeah. like money just <laughs> ready to roll is that correct nate is that an accurate assessment well i mean really i'd probably uh you know i just wish i had a couple of your dollars to to yeah. play around with you, yeah, know? you can't have my dollars <laughs> that jack that, that gigantic garage and all that. What does he? Uh, what does he say in life? Slash, Eddie Murphy. He's like studio. you ain't. He's like he's like. Oh no, you ain't getting my cornbread. What does he say? He's like, how about I eat your cornbread? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, you ain't getting my cornbread. No, no, no. It's gonna be repercussions up in here. Uh, Jangalang. Anyway, we are way oh off the rails. Gosh. That's such a funny movie. Gosh, dog it. Uh, it I don't is. even know where we're going with this, but um, I'm excited for the Derby, no matter what happens. And you know, like that's like the test, right? Like our whole motto, slogan, tagline. Is positivity is worth the effort. Maybe we like just smash them on Saturday and then they're like, dude, we can't fish here on Sunday. Ah, okay, cool. Let's see what we're going to get into. Let's do a little bit of map study. Let's kind of like, you can study map while I'm driving to the next spot and we can find some similar, what, you know, positivity is worth the effort. We're out there fishing, you know, like, whether the, with your best buddy, yeah, like, that's whether awesome. the competition goes awesome or poorly, we're fishing. Like, that's awesome. So I'm not going to get upset, but it's going to be I good. I like it. Yeah. Also, I'll remind you of that. I when have it to. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I have to issue an apology oh. <clears throat> to Frank Scalish. Okay. I would bet all 10 of my toes he's never heard our podcast. Okay. But I did say something about Frank Scalish, like, yeah, you know, whatever, like the Frank Scalish voice yeah. and how he like always smashes them. I just listened to a podcast today uh, on my way home from work where he was just open about like, I went smallmouth fishing and I didn't catch anything. Oh. And I was like, oh, he doesn't he always catch them. didn't catch them, yeah. Yeah, he, he, said, he said there was no fish. <clears throat> the ones he caught were really small, no big ones, whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And here I am always joking about, we smashed their brains in or whatever, how he always says it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and so, Frank, I'm sorry. That was nice. You're a good man. That was good. Yeah. All right. So let's get let's get to the podcast real quick. Um, we are so stoked and honored to be brought to you by Grizzly and specifically Kenai Coolers. If you could flip this camera around right now, we have we're using my phone actually as the camera, and then we have a laptop so we can kind of see Nate, and we have a light set up and whatever. And the laptop is sitting on a cooler a, a kenai, kenai cooler. cooler yeah so it keeps your stuff cold and it keeps your laptop up uh they should they should start marketing it like that yeah. i'm sure that applies to so many other people so many other people be like oh that's what i can do with my cooler yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're dope they're awesome coolers they look good they have really if you go to grizzly coolers and go to the kenai link they have some dope colors like yeah. like yeti and stanley and all these companies that are making like 
they're kind of like the Jordans of the shoe game because it's yeah. the same thing, but just in different colors. Like Kenai's been doing that for a minute with really unique tones and yeah, just yeah, cool colors. Really Go look fun. Them like up, their carry all is what I brought to the beach. Yeah, the grizzly carry all. With all the kids. It's awesome. And it was in glacier blue. Yeah, yours is like I a. I think. See, well, yours, ours. Ours. It's yeah. just like a teal. What color is yours, Nate? Ours is like a tealy blue. Yours is like orangey red, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a light orangish reddish yeah. color, like, yeah. like a sunrise color or something. Ooh, yeah, sunrise. and it's super dope, right? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is really dope. Yeah, like what all do you what all do you put in that thing? Uh, I put I literally put everything in it. Yeah. Uh, I don't children. I don't know if any of the listeners have seen it. Well, you could probably fit one or two you in there. Could. You could definitely a, get Gus in there. Good size cooler. It but, is. But yeah, so I'll throw I'll throw all the drinks in there, load yep. it up with ice, and then like there's like a little inside zipper that kind of yep. like runs the length of the of the bag, and yeah. you can yep. put like anything you want to keep cool in there and not get wet. You know, that's so where I put our sandwiches. I like that little thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. smart. There no, it's you just, go. Yeah, it's just like the most simple like smart. Sammies. Thing. Like yeah, I need Sammies. a cooler, but I don't have room for a big bulky like hard rectangular. Put it in a giant, like, oversized purse thing that you can yeah. stuff full, and yeah, it's dope. Um, so that's dope. Being a part of the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast Network is awesome. Yeah. Um, I remember when we interviewed Absolutely. when we interviewed Brandon Polinick, we're like, dude, we're so glad you did this. And he was, like, real chill. He's like, well, you're part of Working Class Bow Hunter. I'm like, okay, so you don't care about okay. us, but that's <laughs> fine. <You know? laughs> I think he does now. <laughs> no, he totally, he's such a good dude. But it's just, you know, when you, when you are part of something that's been doing it for so long, dude, Huge respect to those fellers. Yeah. Um, what else? Giltech. I cannot wait. I posted a picture yesterday, I think, of that that flashy tube yeah. hair jig with a Giltech tube. That thing just looks like. I'm surprised I didn't have a small mouth eat it in my garage. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like yeah. Clean up out the cement, or like, or over my shoulder. You can't really see it on camera. There's a. Well, right there over my shoulder, you can see a like a three pound crappie, like really a terrible. Really, mount. Oh, it's over on this side. It's oh. behind Austin. There's a there's a small mouth mount. I'm surprised he didn't just come jumping over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Grab it. Just looks so good. Hook and Arrow Supply. Um, I actually did their logo for that that company, Hook and Arrow Supply Company. It's just a super simple like deer antler hook amalgam. HookandArrowSupply.com. Yeah. Definitely check them out. Waypoint TV, our YouTube, social medias. If you just if you just Google Tackle and Tacos, you'll find us. TackleandTacos.com. Um, one thing we really want more of from people, we've only gotten a few, is like people's taco recipes. We oh, love yeah. that crap. Yeah. We love that stuff. And so tonight, again, we're so honored and stoked to have Austin with us. And so we said when we first started this thing, if we have a guest, let's make tacos for them. And so we made uh, grilled salmon tacos. And um, Austin, how were they? They were delicious. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you know what would have been really funny is if I asked you and you're like, they're okay. <laughs> they're all right. I don't know. They're I had decent. McDonald's earlier. It was decent. much better. The filet fish killed it. Uh, but yeah, so like I, sometimes I, I've been on this kick lately and I think I'm, not just saying it, what? making tacos is so much easier than you would think. Yeah. And you could do whatever you want with them. Like chopping up the fixins kind of takes a little bit of sure, time. But, but I mean, I mean like you don't have like to be like a chef prep. to make yeah. a dope. Like, like if, if I didn't know anything and I said grilled salmon tacos, I'd be like, whoa, that sounds fancy. Real fancy. Like, like. quite literally, I bought some salmon at Aldi. 
So Which I'm they saving. Have great, they, they have, have great pretty good stuff, there, dude. Yeah. So I save some moolah on the salmon, and then um, put it in a big t- yeah, salmon. I'm sorry. <laughs> put it in a big. This dude lives in Colorado, so he's probably like, please don't say salmon. Like I he, say salmon all the time. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> he actually catches them. So. Uh, but then I I just roll out like a big thing of um, tin foil, which again, pro tip, get the tin foil at Dollar General. They have the extra wide sheets, so you mm-hmm. can. It's easier to work with. And then you put the salmon in it. I sliced up a bunch of thin little slices of butter. uh, And then I used um, meat church, holy voodoo seasoning, which has just got a little bit of spice. You don't want to use too much. Some garlic salt, some actual garlic. uh, And then I can't remember a couple other little seasonings. Nothing too complicated. Grill it until it's cooked. (laughs) That's it. And then we made like our own homemade slaw, which we just got like dry coleslaw and mixed in like hot sauce and ranch and, um, this, um, kinders garlic sauce, whatever. And then like some cilantro, some jalapenos, like nothing comp, but it's really not that hard. Mm -hmm. And then you have like this really dope taco. Yeah. So like, and you don't feel like trash after eating it. No, cause it's fish and it's just healthy. And like, I know there's butter on it, but and, and my, my man, my man Austin, he said the same. Like I, I thought I was the only one. When you grill it on the bottom, you get like sort of like that crispy skin, mm-hmm. which and sort of like, like oh. oh, like sucks up the butter and the salt and the whatever. And you put that in the taco too. My lord, and I, mean, I didn't do that, but yeah, you are tripping. I guess, darling. So anyway, so let's get to it. Um, Austin, thank you for being here. Um, tell us a little bit about you. Who are you? Where are you from? And then give us a little bit of background, if you would, on how you know Lola and kind of that connection. Definitely. Well, thank you for having me on. This Heck is actually yeah. my first podcast Woo! I've ever been on, yeah. so I'm, I'm stoked for that. So thank you <laughs> for, for, for letting me <laughs> jump on here. Heck yeah, dude. Um, I'm actually from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, not Woo! far down the road from here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, grew up here, spent 18 years of my life, and uh, went to high school here, and then uh, found my way up to northern Minnesota uh, to go to college at Vermilion Community College in Ely. Okay. Oh, that's and, a cool area. Uh, it was, it was so much fun. Yeah. I, I skipped a lot of class and fishing, <laughs> yeah, put it that really way. Good. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then I found my way out to Colorado. Okay. Wow. And I've been there for about 15 years. Oh my wow. gosh. And you were telling me earlier that you're sort of trying, thinking, wanting to come back to Scani or? I definitely want to come back here. Yeah. Um, yeah. My parents are getting a little older, so it's kind of hard to see them age this way, mm, you yeah. know, and I, yeah. and I miss the fishing and the hunting in the Midwest. Yeah. And I spent a lot of years of my prime out west enjoying it, but I really want to come Time home. To come home, yeah, oh I want my to come heart. home. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I like it. And maybe, well, how do you how do you know Austin? What is well, what we is went the... to high school together. Yes. Yeah, and, and you, yep. did, you didn't go to Memorial. You went to we went to North. North. Shout out. Yeah. Point, point, point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I went to Memorial. It's, it's fine. Right, it's I don't. Okay. I don't really. I'm not that dude. Like I'm a grown old man. I'm not like I beat you in football. Like I don't care. But it was many years before us, Austin. <laughs> that's very yeah, true. That's, I, I graduated in 1979. <laughs> Stop it. So, that's a few years older than us. <laughs> oh my gosh! And Austin was friends with my brother John. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Right? We used yeah. to skateboard together. Yes, yes were, dude. Mm-hmm. Skater boys. Yeah, dude. Yep, just a bunch of skater boys. Skater boy. Oh my gosh. Um, I was at work today and Avril Lavigne came on. Why'd you have to go and make things so complicated? And I just really thought to went my, with that. Yeah. Well, I just thought to myself Commitment. like that was really good. Thank you, dude. Thank you. At least somebody's encouraging my singing. Um, do not. Do not encourage him. Okay. okay. Do um, not. I'll stop. But I just I got to thinking like, why? Was Avril Lavigne famous? I don't understand. Like, 
that song and that's oh my gosh. I think that's the only reason why. Yeah, there I don't I don't get it. it. We were all skaters. <laughs> it was a hit. Yeah. Then. Skater boys. Mm-hmm. And it was B O I, wasn't it? Was it B O I? I don't know. I know it was like, like SK8. I, I have yeah. no idea. SK8 ER. Yeah. Like, oh, she's the H. She's clever. Yeah, clever. Well, when that other person wrote that song for her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Such a hater. I'm not trying to be a hater. I just, that song came on and I just literally got to thinking like, this song is really annoying. Like, I just. Does anyone else want to continue to hear him sing Avril Lavigne for a fifth time? Oh my gosh. Oh dear Lord. It's super annoying. Like, it's a, okay, it's truly like an annoying melody and I don't understand why she's famous. then maybe just don't do it you're right anywho uh so we were talking a little bit uh while we were eating our tacos sir and uh walk us through a little bit would you of um how you got started in fishing like your uncle and all that because it's a really dope story and even like talk about your boat and um Mm -hmm. yeah this is dope this is really cool so been fishing my whole life since i can remember um but really got into it when i was probably in my preteen years Uh, my cousin and i my cousin went and fished a, a kids fishing tournament over on Lake Monoman. I remember mm-hmm. this pretty well. Monoman, he, yeah. He I caught care. a huge walleye on a spinnerbait in the weeds. Like, doesn't happen very often. Yeah. He, he won money. <laughs> and you like, know what money. it was on where he it was. Won yeah, money. He won money. Awesome. And he came back and he's like, is hey, he an, man. Wait, sorry. Is he an older cousin or a younger uh, He cousin? was a year older than okay, me. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, he uh, he's like, dude, we can win money catching fish, <laughs> and I was like, what? we can get paid to do this. We got, we yeah. got to start doing this. We yeah. got to start doing this. And so, we really <laughs> really got into it. Started getting Bassmaster magazine when we were yeah, younger, dude. and really started getting Cute. into it. And we were too young to join any bass clubs, but my uncle was a tournament bass angler. Oh. He had been on many Wisconsin state teams, fished in a lot of clubs, and then. When I got into my teenage years, I think we had to be 16 to join the club. Um, got into the Flambeau Bassmasters yeah, out of Lady Smith, and they're they're still in they're still around oh, it's today. Still a thing? It's still oh, a that's thing, cool. but they're a very small club. Okay, and then Heck yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. really cool. My uncle really saw that I was good at it, so he encouraged me to keep keep at it, keep yeah. at yeah. it. And my second tournament I ever fished as a co angler, I took second place wow. and won. Well, we didn't win money it was just points in that okay. club yeah yeah um but that's you know what it's really all You're about like, i'll take them yeah, <laughs> right. i took yeah. them yeah and then got a little bit older um in high school then um my uncle sold his first ranger bass boat to me okay. and so that's, that's so sentimental dope. which yes. i still still have the boat in my possession oh. i am trying to sell it but okay. i do have it in my possession and that's then cool. About five years ago, he passed away from uh, esophageal cancer and uh, wanted me to buy the boat before he had passed, but then he just passed away and I had to go through that process. And now, so I'm currently still running his second Ranger. That is the coolest. And it's sitting out in the driveway here when I I I pulled in. So that's really neat. It's a really sentimental thing, you know, and he just really encouraged me to keep fishing and fishing hard and so i love that that's so where much. i'm still at yeah. yeah i love it what uh let me ask you this get if you can I, maybe you can't i honestly don't know um what did he do like as a parent nate parent lola parent mm-hmm. what did your uncle do that like you know because you said you started fishing and whatever what did he do to encourage or like really light the fire under you did he support you did he give you tips and tricks did he take you out like what did he do to really make you want you said fish? yeah you said he saw it something in yeah. you yeah and- he he took me out okay. like, he took me fishing to all these different lakes again we competed against each other or and with each other uh-huh. okay. i got yeah. paired with him a couple of times um you know random draw okay and then he just like 
more or less just pushed me to keep yeah. doing it and keep learning and fishing yeah. as much as I could, you know, and told me, you know, oh, when you hit a sandbar in the Mississippi River, just floor it. Well, that's what I do. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, that's that's really just little things like that. Yeah. yeah, that's what, I mean, that's, I was, I, I said this on a podcast, I think a couple of weeks ago, me and my, my homeboy, Jeremy fished, a, uh, where were we on 5A and we got in some water that was so skinny. And so he like trolls out of the water and we get to a, a little pocket that's like 20 inches deep. And he has a champ, which, you know, champs are great boats and they're known to get on pad quick and fast. And he's got a, a 225 mark that he's worked on, like a newer one. Not the new, new one, but the one before that. Uh, so he gets on pad and I'm thinking we're going to leave. And he turns around and goes back to where we came from. That was like, you know, six inches of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, dear yeah. God in heaven. So I know his skeg is running through stuff. Oh, yeah. Like I know his skeg is touching the bottom, but he's been through it enough and he's confident enough. And he knows that at that speed, so little of the boat's actually in the water. Mm-hmm. And, That's so uh, crazy. It yeah. sounds like your uncle taught you correctly. I've, I've done a lot of things like that on the upper Mississippi yeah. where you'd actually do circles to get yourself up on pad. Oh, my gosh. In, in like 20 inches <laughs> of water, oh you get, go in circles, you get yourself up on pad and then yeah. you shoot across and those sandbars use that speed to stay up above to it above trim it. up and yeah. yeet, crazy. oh and you're throwing a rooster tail of sand it's just part of it oh my gosh part nate, of it nate have you done that because you had a champ and your champ got on pad quick too have you done crap like that i mean on spring lake there's like that like that launch pad we would go into yeah yeah i've uh i've gotten pretty skinny water there and uh in spring lake i remember it was like the last one of the last tournaments i fished out of my champ like maybe second or third to last uh, there was a section of of the lake there yeah. that had gotten just completely weeded in, and it was so shallow that I had to like, I had to troll and like push the boat with a push pole like into this little deep pocket, and then get up in that deep pocket and shoot and out run across back the lake through and, that and where you had to push back. pull. Exactly, yeah, yeah to run through that and make it back, and I I made it back with like two minutes to spare. Oh my wow. gosh! Yeah, and I'm over here. We're yeah, was, we're in our garage, so in front of us is our legend, our bass boat. And that's a battleship, you know, yeah. like right now she's crying, thinking about that. Like, she's like, no, no, she's no. Like, give I'm me, too heavy. I, I, I like, yeah, she, she's over there eating the rest of the tacos. As we're, a four blade on there. It's a four blade. will do that. No, she'll get up. She'll get up for sure. But she's like, I need nine feet or, you know, like, not really. I mean, do that, Probably yeah. about five. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool though. That's, that's dope that your uncle did that. So what, so you fished, you're not this year, you're taking a year off, but you fished the opens. Tell us about that experience. How did you, yeah. um, I feel like everybody who said at some point, like, I want to be a pro fisherman now more than ever, it seems like, um, cause was there, did you guys have a high school bass team when you I were? I was just going to nope. ask you. No, I don't think it there seems like there's. We did not have high school bass teams or yeah. collegiate bass teams. Yeah, but there's so time. many on ramps now. It's so dope. Like if you really want to fish professionally or just see yeah. how good you are, like every other sport basketball baseball football i don't soccer what like there's like this level this level this level this level and then bass fishing for the longest time it was like pros yes tv shows everybody else Mm -hmm. and now there's high school teams and there's whatever how did you go from fishing with your uncle figuring crap out it's like dude i want to fish the opens and then also on top of that um austin what is your what's your goal is your goal to be at the classic fishing is your goal to be full-time pro like where are you wanting to go with this well, I'd love to be a full-time pro. I mean, bass fishing is my passion, and mm. tournament angling is is above that. Like, it wow. just, it just there's that drive, that butterf- butterflies in your stomach yeah, when you take gosh. off or get ready to take off. And then 
seeing all the guys that you look up to and you're competing against. Yeah. Um, but it all started, you know, at the club level. I fished with the Flambeau Bassmasters for many years. Then when the Chippewa Valley Bass Attack started, which is the club that yep. these guys are in, yeah. um, I joined that the first year it started. Oh, wow. And, and that okay. included Pat Schlapper and a bunch yeah. of other really good anglers were all in that club. And just getting to the point where you start winning a few tournaments and doing really well in all the tournaments and winning like angler of the years and then moving up from there, you start paying to play. You get into the few more money tournaments or team tournaments and you just work your way up. And then one day, I mean, I've, I've competed with the Denver Bassmasters now for about 13 years, I think in Colorado and was winning several events there you know oh that's awesome just doing very well and a buddy of mine who i actually he fished his first tournament with me ever and i won and he was kind of like my good luck charm well he pulled me aside um it'd been in 2019 was my first year fishing the opens he's like we should do it what do we got to lose like i'll travel with you with split fuel split motel costs camp whatever that sounds pretty great legit support start at that level and he he pushes me he still says oh you're one of the best fishermen i know and he's not fishing he actually recently just broke his back so he can't even can't even fish so his his name's tim floyder okay yeah 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 he's doing pretty good i saw him before i left colorado to come back here and he seems to be doing good Good. he's on the men's wow yeah uh, his darn dogs tripped him going down the stairs. That's what did it. Oh my god! And that's yeah. that's like you can't prevent that. No, that's just life. No, that's part, just part of it. You got four, four or five dogs, Crazy. and yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's yeah. he's doing well. He's doing okay, well. Good. That's good. And that's yeah. The ultimate goal is to be up fishing the elites or fishing the you know yeah. pro tour, or the tackle warehouse tour, whatever. Yeah, that's, but that's awesome. Yeah. I just had to take a year off financially, and I'm trying to sell my boats and get into a new boat and get a few new sponsors, and yeah. yeah then maybe next year I can do it again. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you want to take a second? Do you want to talk about some of your sponsors? Who, who are you repping? What are you, who are you running with? Well, Get Bit Baits was my first sponsor out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Oh, they make the best tubes on the market. Uh, Dan Elsner, he's the man. Okay. Uh, he he up, may Dan? or may not listen to this, but he'll, he's he's a great supporter of me, and awesome. he's, he saw the drive in me when mm-hmm. I was younger. I actually got paired with him in a tournament mm-hmm. when I was about 16, 17 years old. Oh, and that's so cool. Then our relationship built from there yeah. and yeah, progressed. That's, that's um, really cool. Then uh, Big Trout Brewing out of Winter Park, Colorado. They were a good supporter of me. Uh, Elk Mountain Construction, also out of Granby, Colorado. They were a big financial backer for me last that's cool. year. That's great. Um, and then, of course, my own sponsors, you know, my my custom rod building business. They're yeah. my, that's oh. my... Uh, my backer for my fishing support basically because yeah. i have about a million rods in my boat okay and they're all handmade by me yeah so that's so that dope that yeah helps. i want to ask you about that in a little yeah. bit but keep yeah. going yeah um and i see who else do i got <laughs> oh yeah rapala oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> can't can't forget that looking down on the shirt I, I yeah. can, you know i'm kind of nervous doing this so you're i forget good. Yeah, you're doing good. Who, yeah. who no, my sponsors are yeah, uh, but good. yeah rapala you know and they're they've been working with me for quite a few years yeah. now um, um, that's been great. And yeah. then uh, I guess Sublime Gear jerseys, they picked me up last year. Sweet. Um, just from knowing people. And then P-Line. P-Line uh, okay. also picked me up last yeah. year. And I really, I'm very impressed with their fluorocarbon. I yeah. was a big, you know, I was a real iffy about fluorocarbon. Been a mono guy forever. Yeah, dude. And braid. But their fluorocarbon like seems in general has blow evolved. me away. 
Right? Oh, like, it has. It like has. 10 years Night ago when I used fluorocarbon, I was like, dude, this stuff is garbage, dude. This is the 100%. stiffest. Can't tie a knot in it. Like line memory. Like Breaks I don't care all if the time. It, yeah, I don't care yeah. if you can't nick it as well. Like this stuff sucks. Like I remember the first time I ever used fluoro, I like, I like, where did I go? I might've gone to Gander or something in Iowa and bought some expensive fluorocarbon, not even just the cheapest, like no disc whatsoever, but not even like berkeley vanish like good expensive fluoro and like i thought there was something wrong with my reel or something like it just it just felt so bad and nowadays it's like the opposite it's so much smoother and cast grade and the line memory is not like it used to be and it like it feels better to your touch than it used to and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i've heard good things about that p line the tactical and the tactical is my favorite yeah Yeah. and i I don't use it straight you know i use a lot of braid to floral um but it's it's super tough like yeah. i mean i fished it down on toledo bend and we were catching seven eight pounders and it didn't didn't phase it oh wow. didn't phase it on that's 10 great. pound test yeah you know that's so nice. what's your yeah. what's your knot what's your braid uh floral knot i use an alberto me too dude yeah, yeah dude <laughs> it's simple quick i do i do the crazy and, alberto which is just one little extra thing but yeah okay, i do yeah because yeah, when i go to do the fg i feel like i need more oh, hands man i need i need to use hands and toes yeah dude. yeah i'm just not, not i can't do, I can't do it can't do it mate what do you do i don't even know what not you go braid to floral yeah i Alberto as well. I you do? High five oh my gosh. Oh, hey, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know that. Because you tie it for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, the other day I was out here. I was just telling Austin. I told him, um, you know, kind of getting real. Oh, no. I was talking to Jordan who was here. I'm sorry. Jordan, yeah. our homie, uh, Jordan Hurlbert. Shout out. Point, point, point. Awesome deer killer, good fisherman, hair. good good hunter, <laughs> good dude. Um, Lola was cutting his hair, and uh, he came out to the garage to see the studio, kind of, because he listens to the show sometimes. And um, I was telling him how I was switching everything over to kind of get small mouthy for this derby. And I was trying to explain that to somebody today at work, and they're like, "Don't you just throw the same stuff?" And I was like, "No." Like you don't, um, but the other morning I was out here, I think at like five or something. Cause I really try to like prioritize my time with Lola and Gus and all the kids and not Walter so much. Cause he's just a big annoying blob dog. Um, he's really not that Poor annoying. He's such a nice dog. <laughs> I got stupid. to meet him today. Yeah. He's such a nice dog. He's oh, such a, he's a sweetheart. Honestly, as much as he's a turd, like <laughs> he's just the most chill, docile dog ever. He just makes but funny sounds. He makes anyway. really odd sounds. But anyway, as I hear like tying stuff up. And dude, it is so satisfying when you get a really good Alberto knot and it cinches down just tight and right and it just <laughs> looks guys. like a miniature grain of salt and you yank on both sides <laughs> and it doesn't move and you're like, thing. yes. And then you cut off those two tag ends and you can't even see them. Oh, dude, that's like. Man. That is pretty satisfying. Yeah, dude. It doesn't happen a, as often as it should. But dude, that, well, that's why, like, that's why I got to be like so like anal about it because, man, I've, I've done it a few times where I've had to retie that knot like out on the boat like in the wind and Seth fighter says that he can he can do like an FG knot in like 45 seconds or something and I'm like I can't do an FG knot in 45 seconds if I had six hands I don't think I can do it in 45 minutes so yeah do do you know what the FG knot is (laughs) it's basically the same thing but like a longer process of joining braid to fluoro but the knot's even smaller than an alberto knot okay but you also have to go to college for seven years okay to, to know how to figure it out so you yeah to know how to yeah. tie the freaking thing get your, me, get your doctorate yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. good you've God. sent me pictures of how to tie knots <laughs> yeah you're like step by step it's yeah very and easy. like shout out to dom our boy oh, yeah. dom dude he asked me um he's getting so into fishing right now and i love it because he never really used to be that into fishing yeah and he asked me how do you do that fisherman's knot again and i'm like dude i could explain it to you 
I'm like, here's like a little illustration. And now he's doing it. Yes. Like he looked at an illustration, like just like a, like a drawing or whatever yeah. from like the Google machine. And now he's <laughs> just going for it, which yeah. I think is the dopest. I know. When I talked to, um, yeah, that's awesome. When I talked to KVD at ATA a few years ago, I asked him, Hey, what knots do you tie? When we were just saying they're kind of shooting the crap. And he's like, I literally only tie three knots. The Palomar, uh, the fisherman's knot. I can't remember what the other one was that he said he tied, but I'm like, dude, that's so dope that this dude who's like mm-hmm. pretty good at fishing uh, um, yeah. <laughs> a little bit, he keeps it bit. simple. Like he keeps it simple. So then when I see these other videos of dudes, like I call this not the Weisenheimer crack in the third or something. Wow. And I'm like, what are you doing? You know, like why? But yeah. anyway, um, Austin, take two seconds, explain to us, tell the people who maybe haven't fished tournaments, the excitement of catching a fish, but in a tournament setting, like a good fish, like how do you, you know, cause you said like the thrill of fishing and what, like, how do you, how do you explain that to somebody? Like the feeling of catching a fish is awesome, yeah. but the feeling of catching a good fish in a tournament, how do you describe that? It's pretty undescribable <laughs> uh, to be really honest. Yeah. Like it's, it's unexplainable until you actually do it yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and especially like, okay, so I, I fished a couple of little local derbies here this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And while people were still running down the lake, I got to my spot first and had a fish while people were running by me. Oh my and gosh. it was a keeper. And yeah. that thrill right there was yeah. like, like yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. 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 And it's yeah. it's unexplainable. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, awesome. cool, we're gonna catch it tonight, and then you don't catch one oh, for about shoot. thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Well, it, there goes that. That yeah. one was good. Yeah, that yeah. one felt really good yeah. in the yeah. first five minutes. Yeah, yes. it's just because you said something about like that morning blast off, like that excitement, the nervousness, the butterflies, the, and then when you finally catch a fish and you just uh, man. It's it's all the cards going together. Yeah. You know, it's it's like it's more of a mental game than anything. People don't realize that fishing is mental. Absolutely it's, it's, is. it's way more mental. You yeah. can have the best boat, the best rods, best reel, best yeah. line, everything. But it's if you don't make the right choice yeah. or a bad decision or second guess yourself, it can go downhill in a second. Yes. Like it can your take can be going great and then it's gone. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've talked about that a lot. Like it's between the ears. It's, yeah, it is. It truly is. Whether things are going great mm-hmm. and you get so hooked on the the goodness of the moment that you don't look elsewhere when things are telling you to or things are going bad and you just spin out and you can't straighten it back out. Yeah, it's all yeah. between your ears. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Nate, help us. Be, be verbal, Nate. What's the feeling? Ex- describe, compare it to something else in life. Is it better than when your children are born? Oh, when my you, gosh. When you catch a good one in a derby? <laughs> you be careful, mister. <laughs> Alexis ain't watching this. Uh, no, no, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's comparable to that, okay. but it's, uh, good man. it is, it is a feeling that's very hard to describe. It is. It is. It, it's awesome. Just, you know, if you just, just take the joy of of fishing really i I'm, i look at it like the joy of like watching a kid get excited to catch mm-hmm. a fish mm-hmm. and then like like that's how you feel maybe on like uh you know 10 or 12 when you catch a good one in a derby man it just yeah. it just gets that blood pumping gets you you get the shakes if it yeah goes. you do oh, yeah, yeah it's like hunting like, it's uh, like when you hunt yeah yeah um yeah it's awesome i might be the only one who does this because i'm a child uh, a very old child. If you have a good one in the well, do you check on it often? Oh, all the time. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> My baby. Like, Dude. I got to make sure it's yeah. still upright. Yeah. yeah. I always go back there and I have these yeah. little, like, I don't have any G-juice right now. Nate, bring some G-juice, would you? Um, 
I ran out too. You son you of guys. a biscuit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I have these little old school, like the granules that you shake in there, like out of the little like medication oh, yeah. looking jar. And I'll like have them in my hand. And I'll be ready and I'll open it. And he's swimming around fast. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay, Shut I it love back you. down. Goodbye. Put the granules down. <laughs> you know, like I, I saw a thing that uh, I think it was G-Man, like speaking of G-Juice, I think it was Gerald who said something in a, like a Bass University talk about keeping fish alive. And he was like in his very Gerald, well, you know what you got to do. And like his very like Southern. Oh, I love Jared. I, who who <laughs> doesn't love Gerald Swindle? He's right. just a lovable dude. <clears throat> but he said something like, if you look at your fish in the live well and they're doing good, leave them the F alone. Like don't, add ice don't add yeah, don't g juice do don't whatever now if it starts getting warmer or they whatever start he's like then yeah for sure but he's like if they're doing great don't just go preemptively dumping g right. juice in there like let them be in the water that they just came out of because that's what you're sucking into your boat anyway but yeah. um hit, hit him with the question we were talking about earlier Wait about his hair. Yeah, because <laughs> we were talking about that while you were inside. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm looking at the dude. If you can't see yeah, on camera, see Austin has dreads. super super long really dreads, long but they're dreads. like clean though. Like yeah. they look super like tight and clean. So and how like, long have you had dreads? About fifteen years. Okay. So yeah. you went to Colorado and, and you, you like said, dreads. "I'm in the mountains. So I need to grow dreadlocks." I started them while I was in college. Okay. Uh, in northern Minnesota, in and then wait, just, how long was your hair at that point? At that point, it was past my shoulders. Okay. It was it was quite. Oh, long. so you're already I, growing. I don't think I've had a haircut since I was probably seventeen. Oh That's my so gosh! Crazy. And you're how old? I'm 35. Yeah. Dude. That's pretty <laughs> that's rad insane. though. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. pretty dope. Yeah. 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 It was, it was quite long when I started them and I was like living in a tent out in the woods. So you started college. them yourself. So just have you always started, done it? They started on their own. Okay. And then, and then a gal in my interpersonal communications <laughs> class, she's like, did you realize that I used to have dreads? And I was like, no. She's like, you want to do your whole head? And I was like, yeah, yeah I do. Let's do it. Yeah, Cause I already do. had two or three of them on the back of my head. Okay. So why not? Just why not? Let it go. That's the coolest That's story so cool. I've ever heard about so hair. So then do you keep up on them <laughs> yourself or do you have someone do it? I don't really have to do much You don't anymore. have to do they, anything? They like... just kind of grow into their own knots. I pull them apart and I wash them and that's it. Dude. I don't know much about dreads. I know I yeah. should because I'm a hairstylist, but yeah. I don't do dreads. That's pretty dope, though. Yeah. Ask, ask me anything you want to know. I've had yeah. them for a long because, time. Because like when, they, when your hair is growing... Like, what happens then? Don't you have to, like, do anything there? Does it grow in, like, from the base, like, into the dreadlock? Yeah, more or less. More oh, or less. Because yeah. the way I imagine it, it's just, it's growing in normally, and then yeah. you just have dreads, and you have to, like, re-dread the top, but that doesn't make sense in my Some head. people's hair, they have to do Okay. That. Like, yeah. it comes okay. in, so like, not sprouties, and you have no. to, like, re-twist yeah. them yeah, up or Some people, they call it, like, sewing it in. Yeah. Basically, okay. they take, like, a needle that has a... It's hard to describe. It's like a fish hook, yeah. Basically, that has a flapper over it, yep. on a hinge, and yep. they go in. You like put hair into it, and you yeah. go back into the dread and like thread it in, that and then turn it me. and pull huh. it out. Okay, it crazy. In there. Huh. It's kind of funny. I used, funny. Used, <laughs> used to do that a lot when I was younger, but okay. like I said, it, they just kind of do their now own thing. They're just wow. going. Yeah. yeah. They, they break off. They'd be way past my knees if I wouldn't keep like breaking they them off. They break off? Mm -hmm. well, I it's mean, just like a hair. rope. Yeah. It's just like a rope what? if you tie it in the same place too much. Like I got some like right here. It's getting a little thin. Like that. that's <laughs> where I tie it, it, tie it too, crazy. Too, too much in that area. So it'll oh just like gosh. break off. And then I actually it might weird you out here, but I turn them into fishing jigs. Shut Shut up. This is up. so, that is so dope. dope. And and if you <laughs> check out my Instagram awesome. <laughs> about a month ago, I was guiding a fishing trip for Lake Trout in Colorado on a super tough day. Like high skies, yeah. calm water. Yeah, the opposite fish were deep. of what you want. Yeah, opposite yeah. of what you want. And I was like, you know what? Let's let's tie on a hair jig. 
my and gosh. I literally busted out a jig, a VMC jig with a dreadlock that I'd like wrapped up with this thread and, so and cool. epoxied and then so about four inches long. And we caught a 40 inch fish. Oh, oh my <laughs> yeah. gosh. And the guy was from Alabama and he was stoked. I oh. mean, stoked. Yeah. And I was stoked because I haven't caught That's a big so one awesome. on a dreadlock yet. Yeah. I've caught lots of little <laughs> ones. So I had to like self promote myself. This know? is so cool. Well, what kind of statement was that? I haven't caught a big one on a dreadlock yet. <laughs> That's so <laughs> dope, know? dude. You know? Get out of here. Yeah. Okay. So you said Instagram. What's your Instagram? Give uh, the people your it's socials. Forever fishing. And then the fishing is with a PH. Yeah. So, okay. Like, like yeah. baby fat. Like, oh my yeah, God. that's okay. what you went fat with a pH. Yeah, ball. pH I, fat. I chase, I chase this band around the country called Fish. For oh the yeah, pH. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that is not baby fat. That fish. is one of my favorite things too. Is music, yeah, and that's fishing. Dope. So yeah. oh, that's a good combo the two combined. Yeah. Okay, well, what so kind what do you? Music? I was gonna what say, are you, are you still to? are you still uh, into jam band stuff? Oh yeah, jam band stuff. Yeah. Okay. I listen to a lot of bluegrass. I listen to a lot of country. I mean, I'm into just about everything out there okay yeah. i'm not big into hip-hop but i will listen to it okay yeah. all right uh when you music. say country are you talking like modern country old school oh anything from the 50s to, okay. to, to the 2000s not okay. not a lot of real recent yeah. stuff yeah I'm just not really fair yeah. i'm not either um at work at uh shields like it's such a chill atmosphere there i just keep on giving shout outs to them because it's such a rad spot anywho uh they let us have a bluetooth speaker back in like the service shop and we can play anything we want as long as it doesn't cuss like as long as it's not inappropriate yeah. uh, and I just keep it on classic country on Apple yeah, music. You can't really go wrong. It's just so mm-hmm. dope. Like that old school. I don't know if anybody's heard that song. I'm not going to sing it again. Maybe I will. Oh uh, I'm not going to sing it, but it's like, it's some crazy old country <laughs> Don't song. It. Don't that do I, it it's something about like smoking cigarettes. Oh, He's like, smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Puff, puff, puff until you smoke yourself to death or something. And I'm like, what in God's name? It sounds like, like an, an actual, yeah, but it's like an actual country song. And then he talks about all these situations yeah. where like one time he's with a girl and she's like, hey, I like you too, but give me a second. I got to smoke a cigarette. And then he's playing poker with a dude and he's like, I got a full house. What about you? Like, I'll let you know in a second. You know I got to smoke. I know that cigarette. song, but oh, I just can't think gosh. who Yeah, it's a real song. It's, it's stuff you'd hear on like Willie's Roadhouse. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like yes. And then he says something. He's like, tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate that he'll just have to wait because you got to have yourself a cigarette or something. And I'm like, <laughs> how is this a real song? I mean, doctors were telling you to smoke yeah. cigarettes Yeah, back he says then, that in the song. So. He says something like, I don't think it's anything bad for your health. I just think something. And I'm like, what? It is absolutely bad for your health. Written by Merle Travis and Tex Williams. There, that's it. Tex that's Williams. That's two country's yeah. names ever. Tex? Merle Travis. Travis Tex, Tex Williams. was going to be Gus's name. Yeah, we That's almost funny. named Gus Tex because my uh, great grandpa was named Tex, and he would roll up little balls of raw oh hamburger gosh. meat and eat them with salt. Weird little yeah. Tex C- cannibal fat. sandwich. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Cannibal Sammy. Those. Yeah, yeah. Oh just God. go for it, dude. That's so um, crazy. What the crap were we talking about? Oh yeah, using your dreads on uh, <laughs> oh, and music oh, and music yeah. forever are fishing. You, are you musical? Like do you play I any am instruments? Not musically but you like talented. to listen. To I it. love music. That's great. Yeah, but you like, have a nice beard and long dreadlocks. So if you told anybody you were in a band, they'd be like, yeah, yeah, for sure. They might believe me. Yeah, yeah they would go with mm-hmm. it. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Nate, give us a little something. Sing us a little something. <laughs> Poor Nate. Not gonna happen. Okay. <laughs> there, there was a good pause there. I just, I didn't with know a little you, grin. Yeah, I was, was like, is was something his, happening? Was his mic shorting out. Okay, let's just go around the room real quick. What? What's What's the last? If you can remember, or just one of? What's one of the last songs you listened to? Um, Lola. It was. Uh, um. Baba Black Sheep. It was on Coco Melon. No, I, a song. I was vibing. Not, not stuff for Gus. Like, oh, sorry. That's the like last you song picked, I heard. You picked a song that you, Lola, wanted to hear, and it was? 
I honestly, I always just put it on shuffle on my okay. phone. I'm sorry, that's not helpful. So what's something you did just here? Come back to me. Okay. Nate, Ask. what's a song? What's what's something you're you're vibing to in your truck on your way to work? Recently. Uh, I'd say the last song, yeah, the last song I can remember playing in the truck was that, uh, whatever that new song by Jelly Roll is. Okay. Um, golly, yeah, that, that like, country-ish song that he has. I yeah. can't think of what it's called now. Yeah, yeah, he went from, um, like, being sort of like a joke almost back in the day, and I don't mean that, like, disparagingly as, as harsh as that sounds, but, like, he's actually doing music that's sort of, like, dope and like impactful and whatever i love that i love yeah. when people sort of like improve their their situation that's really cool i figured it got? out well it was i got a feeling by black eyed peas that oh, was also gosh, for so gus awful um and then dame tu cosita oh yeah dame tu cosita yeah these are all songs for our son because you know he's like his mama he's puerto rican and so he just he hears music uh we got to find a video we can put online if if there's like if gus is like just walking around because he walks like this apparently and music comes on he just stops and he'll start dipping he'll he'll drop it low yeah yeah all right so awesome what's a what's a song you've listened to recently uh i just listened to do uh to Jack Johnson banana pancakes oh I rolled into town. That's old school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had Jack Johnson radio on yeah. Pandora as I was nice. rolling into town. Um, nice. A few years ago, uh, my buddies, Jake and Joe DeVolder, shout out Jake and Joe DeVolder. Uh-huh. Uh, they were like, you know, I really like Jack Johnson. I'm like, yeah, his, his sound is like super chill. It's mm-hmm. got a really nice kind of funky rhythm, like really yeah. chill vibes. And uh, I'm like, I'm sure it's because of, you know, the amount of, of marijuana that he smokes and they were like they were like they're like jack johnson doesn't smoke weed and i'm like tell me you're kidding and they're like yeah he don't smoke weed i'm like if he doesn't smoke weed i'm not pale like what are you talking about so we had this whole thing and they googled it and if you ever like prove somebody wrong where like you didn't have to say anything so i think it was jake he googled oh, jack johnson so marijuana sweet. and he was like Oh. <laughs> he's like apparently he grows marijuana he has his own strain of marijuana and there's like there's like Hawaii, a rolling man. paper called like jack johnson rolling paper or something he's like he's like i'm he's like i've never been so wrong or something like that <laughs> yeah so that was like oh a funny gosh. jack johnson moment but um awesome. mine that i've listened to recently uh i've really been in like a hip-hop mood like an underground hip-hop mood so this morning at 5 a.m out here in the garage cleaning in anticipation of you coming i was and sleeping i'm, I'm sorry yeah, and i'm really glad i love don't you love that feeling where somebody's coming around and so like forces you to pick up and clean because yeah. like otherwise you just keep being lazy um anyway <laughs> i'm good at that yeah like five o'clock this morning i was blasting aesop rock uh in the garage oh, yeah. like super loud it's one of my favorites and then i was also listening to black alicious which if somebody out there hearing this likes hip-hop likes intelligent music uh and has never listened to black alicious you got to look time. it up. The, the album Blazing Arrow and the album Nia. Uh, I think it's Nia or NIA. I don't know. Uh, just so good. Smart, super good production, like really clever lyrics. Yeah, Black Alicious. Look it up. Super dope. Black Alicious is known famously for that song. I think it's called like Alphabet Aerobics or something where he's like, ah, da, 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 whatever. And that's like all A's. And then he goes to the next bars and it's all yep. B's and the next bars and it's all C's and it speeds up the whole time. It's so huh. good. It's so freaking good. There you go. Um, <laughs> and dreadlock jigs. What yeah. else are we talking about here? Um, Nate, we, what questions do you have? Cause you fished open. Yeah, I was just going to say, let's talk about the um, open. I was asking him earlier, like, Sometimes when I go to fish a derby with 30 boats, I'm like, can we get there early so we can launch right away? 
What the what the f are you supposed to do with a derby with two hundred boats? Is that what it is? I don't know like yes, anything two, about 225 it. Two hundred and twenty five boats. Two hundred and twenty five. Throw up, dude! It's crazy. And also that it's, has to limit like the lakes they can fish. Right. Correct. Yeah, yeah they have to be pretty good sized bodies yeah. of water. Crazy. And how often is that? And like, how many are there? Nine. There's nine. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I think this year there was a couple only a few weeks apart from each other. And are yeah, they there's all a couple over? that were really close. Current, like I think this year it was from what was it, Texas to New York. Mm-hmm. Wow, yep, all yeah. over. And yeah. what? It, and and two years ago, one year ago, bass changed the governing. You know, yeah. Um, this changed season. It. Yeah, this season they, they changed, changed it. So like, if you want to, they call them the, the open EQs. EQs now, which means elite qualifiers. Yeah, um, that sounds fancy as heck. It does too. It is. So it's fancy. Um, <laughs> you have to finish in the what top seven? I think it's top nine. nine. Top nine. Nine. Okay, yes. thank you. Yeah. Uh, you got to finish yeah. in the top nine for overall points, and you get an invite to actually be an elite fisherman. Invite. That's yeah, yeah. crazy. Crazy, right? Yeah. But. The rules they changed uh, this year is that you couldn't just fish four or five of them or fish the three that are closest to you and win and then get high points. If you fish the opens, you have to fish all of them. All nine. All nine. And what is it to pay? What is it, five grand? It's 1,800 per event. 1,800 per, uh, and then five, I think, is for the Elite Series tournament or something. Yeah, Elites are 5,000 apiece. But yeah, so 1,800 times nine, and you have to fish all of them. $16,000. Okay. In... Just entry fees. Yeah, crazy. That's not not travel, not anything. And what do you think about that? What do you think about that move that they did? To me, it makes sense because it's like if you want to do this, this is the road you got to go. Like no halfway. But what, I mean, what are your thoughts on it? As a guy who actually fishes them, I I thought it was a smart move, yeah. but at the same time, financially, I couldn't do it. I, I don't yeah. have big enough financial backing to allow me. Well, one to take off work. I mean, yeah. you pretty much don't. You can't have a job. Yeah, to, to do you it really because can't. I was How sitting here wondering. You, you literally you? fish from January till September. Yeah. Or October. I mean, that sounds really awesome, but also like. Yeah, so you miss out on money from job and you're spending 16 grand plus probably double that in fuel. Oh, yeah, minimum. I mean, yeah, you I mean, what do you think you spend at 45 grand if you're trying well, to fish the open? I think for me, fishing, I added it up the first year I did it because I was officially a fishing business. Okay. Yeah. Um, I spent about $10,000 out of my pocket to fish three events. That was entry fees, fuel, and travel. Oh, my gosh. And that was just three. That was uh, Toledo Bend, Louisiana, Smith Lake, Alabama, and La Crosse, Wisconsin. Was it worth it? Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, I didn't fish very well. I had some mechanical breakdowns, um, but the people that I met... Mm. I mean, we're all family. It, oh, it's a huge family throughout the country. That. And yeah. it just happened to be at my first one. There was a bunch of us first timers staying at the same little podunk motel in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we all like came back after every day of fishing and yeah. talked about, okay, well, how are we catching them? Where'd you Aww. catch them? Which areas are we focus on? Which baits? And then when we weren't doing very good, we were all there for a week. It was raining, cold. It was mm. February in Texas, like yeah. terribly cold. Yeah. I mean, boats were full of water, and Ew. so we all just ended Ew. up drinking <laughs> drinking a little too many beers yeah. the second to last Stay night before warm. practice <laughs> was over, and we were all super hungover that day, and well, that's how I found my fish. 
<laughs> it's like Jordan Lee's her. motor going out, but it's you just being like, nope, nope, I'm not I going was, any farther. I admit, I was pretty hungover, and we were out in the middle of the lake bobbing around, and I thought I was going to vomit, so I was like, let's go in this cove over here, Yeah. and then I caught a six-pounder, and I was like, cool, I found my fish. Oh, Thanks, my beer. <laughs> yeah. And I still finished like 90th, but, oh my you know, it was, it was, you know, but we're all a big family. Like, yeah. all those really guys cool. that I stayed with, yeah. we can all call each other on the phone that's and just great. talk. That's so A lot of us aren't fishing anymore, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, we meet and everybody you get paired with every day is a different guy. You always save their number because you might that, end up down there. Is that how it goes? You Is it just random? It's like, or how do you? As far draw. as the co-angler. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The that's co-angler. I mean. yeah. So yep. you could end up with um, Jordan Johnson as your open pro, or you could get yeah. Brandon Polinick or oh. whoever. It's just whoever you land with. Yeah. Yep. And not all the elite guys have to fish the opens, but they can if they want to. If, and then even works. other guys can. Like like guys from MLF will fish the opens. Ish Monroe will fish the opens. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Bobby Lane will fish the opens, whatever. Huh. So you never know who you might land with, um, which is kind is of the dope. Is that scary or is that cool? Like, I think do you it's like, cool. Yeah. yeah I mean, like meet different people, people and different yeah. skill sets. and Correct. Yeah. yeah. You might draw a guy that really knows what he's doing yeah. or you might draw a guy that doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you get to compete against people you've looked up to your whole life. Like Ish, for example. We ended up finding the exact same fish on Toledo Bend. Like You and Ish Monroe did? Yeah, we oh, were sharing cool. the same water. And a lot of times I'd like pull up to my area, I'd see him there, and I'd just go somewhere else. Well, then a little bit later, he'd pull in behind me and just start fishing. And I'm yeah. like, cool, we found the same fish. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, it was did you talk cool. to him at all? all right. Not really. He didn't no. jump on your boat and try no. and punch you, did he? Nope. I've actually, <laughs> I've actually rode as a Keith Pochet, you as a marshal with Ish Monroe when Whoa. they were on Lake Wasoda in Dude, he's one of my favorites. 2004, yeah, 2005. Four, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And, I all got, the, and all the elites hated it. Yeah. They all hated it. Yeah. Except for Ike and <laughs> yeah. KVD. Yeah. And Gerald did well in that tournament, I think too, I right? think he did. Yeah. yeah I think he did. But so weird to think that they were on Wasoda, right? They were on yeah. Lake yeah. Wasoda. Yeah. Unbelievable. Wild. And a lot of them really sucked, but it was, yeah. it was literally the week after they spawned yeah it was a bad it was, it was the worst timing, timing ever yeah, it was ever. really bad timing. yeah yeah, yeah. but still Nate, cool. who did you uh who did you fish with how many opens have you fished as a co two three uh i fished i fished three okay. uh opens as a co i yeah. fished i fished two in 2013 and then i think i fished one might have been like 2017 okay okay um so yeah it was it was uh yeah, it's an experience. You know, yeah. a lot of people kind of ask me the same thing. Like, you know, fishing as a co-angler, I think it was the first year I did it was like 425 uh, to enter the tournament, mm-hmm. you know, and then travel and everything. Yeah. And then I think the second year might have been four or the, the 2017 might have been 450. But okay. uh, as a co-angler, kind of just getting into fishing, it is uh, it is absolutely worth every dime. That's awesome. and, it, and it really doesn't have to do really doesn't have to do with the, you know, the catching of the fish or right. how well you do in the tournament, yeah. which that is, that's a bonus that that's awesome as well. But kind of like Austin said, it's the experience that totally. you get fishing, mm-hmm. not only, not only on the water, but also with, you know, other anglers, people around you talking, just learning like it's, it, it was worth every single dime. Yeah. And what I mean, there and there's like pre meetings and stuff, right? Like just like they, an elite series meet. Like, they used to have pre meetings, but yeah. then since COVID, they oh, just do sure. a video that you have to watch, and then you sign the waiver saying that you watched it. Okay, and that's about yeah. it. I yeah. miss the meetings. I really do. Yeah. Granted, they're boring. I will give you that. Yeah, but you're like falling asleep because cool. you've been pre fishing for a week. So right. I'm sundown, but yeah. it's cool too to, much. 
to yeah or that <laughs> or that and you get to talk with the guys yeah. that you know from all over the country yeah. and you all like sit by each other yeah. and you got your little groups of clickiness it's hey man you yeah i haven't seen like, you haven't since seen then you. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly. so, gosh i love that why is the outdoors just the coolest yeah. freaking connector it's the best like man there's something so cool about it dude like i, I remember like when i yeah um you bump into people who you look up to and you make this outdoor connection and you can just go. There is no hierarchy. There is no like, Oh, that's T bone from bone collector. It's like, no, that's a dude who shoots his bow. And I'm a dude who shoots a bow. Like we can totally talk about this. Yeah. You know, like I remember sitting down with, with, with T bone at ATA and like, I don't know why he told me this, but like five minutes into us talking, he confessed his love for Justin Timberlake. And uh, we started laughing about that. And he's like dead serious. Like he's just such a good performer. And I'm like, sure, man. You know, but it's probably because you reminded him of him. Cause that's what everyone says. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Um, the looks, the singing voice. <laughs> Why'd you have to go? Man? Oh my God. So complicated. Um, anyway, what are you saying? Nate? Go. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. No, just like how you guys were talking about the meeting, I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I distinctly remember my first uh, you know first tournament meeting it was down in uh, Shreveport, Bossier City, uh, fishing on the Red River, and like going into the big the con- convention red, center, the and then, you know, yeah, 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 and uh, you know everybody's in there, and like that was you know the first kind of the first year, first few years that I really got into tournament bass fishing. Yeah. And, walk in and there's Mike Iconelli and Scott Martin and Roland Martin and, you know, all these gigantic names. So it was, it was awesome. And actually yeah. that tournament, I kind of later on realized that so many big names were fishing that tournament because the following year, uh, is when they went back to the Red River for the for the classic. So oh, everybody so they were was sort like of like there to like sort yeah, of pre-fish, they, they were like pre-run. pre-fishing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Huh. Figure it out a little. Yeah. So, so who was, all of you who all have you been so. with? Who did you co-angle with? Trey Zaldane was one, right? Yeah, yeah. That I don't was, know if I know the other uh, ones. That was the the second tournament. Wait, so Luke Clawson wasn't first that one? Year, yeah, yeah. I fished with Luke Clawson uh, as well. So I fished with uh, a guy named Danny DeVries. He was kind of like a a newer guy that was getting into it um and kind of had a bad situation where he actually blew his motor um before right before making it to the tournament and oh, had no. to bring a boat with a blown motor because he couldn't get a replacement so uh. that that kind of kind of yeah that kind of sucked that was that was my first day one first tournament on the red river so what did you um, do did you just troll or what did you we we literally trolled all day long oh, and there's actually if you've ever been to the if you've ever been to the red there's there's like a big like backwater pocket that's really really close to the ramp and apparently a lot of guys have done well a lot of guys have done well there that was my next question where you launched from because that is a really good area huh Huh. yeah so we we went to get in there and and the boat got stuck like he he kind of got wedged on on some uh yeah got it wedged in some you know in some clay down there or whatever and ended up turning around and just beating down the banks well come to find out like five or six other guys got into that back pocket and ended up catching them. And they, you know, finished in like the top 20. So oh, we, uh, on. we definitely should, we definitely should have tried a little harder to get in there. But, yeah. uh, uh, yeah, day two, day two of that tournament, I fished with Billy McCaggeron. Oh, that's um, right. Who yeah, at that's the a cool time one. was, yeah. At, yeah. At the time he was an elite series guy mm-hmm. fishing out of a bass cat. And it was absolutely amazing. Like yeah. that, that day was awesome. He was, he was so cool. Like I still have a jig that he gave me. Like oh, here, awesome. throw this uh that's this black so throw cute. me throw this black and blue swim jig. You know, let me know what you think. I still got that jig to this day. Oh, oh that's dope. So wait, I have a question. Yeah. So it's multiple days 
And then are you with a different person every day? It's two days, okay. full field, and then it gets yeah. cut. Uh, I don't remember what it was when you were in it, Nate, but I think it got cut to the top 10 or 12 okay. in the last few years. And okay. it's no co-anglers on the final day. Okay. So you basically, as a co, you only have yeah. two days to fish. Right. Whoa. And it's a different, it's a different draw, different pro each day, mm-hmm. which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yep. I'm learning something new. This and Luke Clawson was a butthole, right? <laughs> Are you willing to <laughs> he, go out on a uh, limb and call yeah. the call the Bassmaster Classic and Forest Wood champ a butthole? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'll say he definitely would not be the most pleasant guy. Yeah. The most pleasant guy I fished with. Like yeah. he uh yeah, and that he was kinda, that he kind of like didn't want to say it. I love that. Yeah, that was in 2017. Uh, I fished that tournament on uh, um, what uh, Table Rock. Yeah, okay. I fished that yeah. on Table Rock. Yeah, so day one, I drew a guy uh, named Jeff Avery. He was kind of like a local Southern guy that uh, fished a, you know a lot of the opens, kind of just to just to do it, kill time. And he was another guy in a bass cat, and okay. it was just like a super dope experience. I remember. We blast off. It was like 33 degrees, and we're running 75 oh miles an hour down Jeez. the lake. And just, no thanks. Just shivering, just, bone cold. Just absolutely shivering. Yeah. Yeah, I got, you know, get to the first spot. I can't even fish, and my smile is just, like, frozen. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so great. <laughs> yeah. Nate, let me ask you a yeah, serious so question. He, <clears throat> um, do you think when Bass Cat designed their boats and they looked at the bass deck, like the, the back deck of a Bass Cat, and then they laid it out. Do you think they were joking? Yeah, yeah, I think they thought, <laughs> you know, what is <laughs> what is what is the way that I can yeah. confuse most anglers? What in the frick, know, dude? We were just Wait, talking about that. Like there's some So bass cat boats. Okay, so Radiohead is my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Radiohead is my favorite band. And they're really just musically kind of freaks. And they have this thing that they do apparently just as almost like a joke where they're like, how many notes, different notes can we fit on a song and still make it make sense? Because apparently writing music isn't difficult enough. So let's make a contest out of it or something. Bass Cat looked at the back deck of a boat and they're like, how many lids and latches and compartments can we freaking fit on here? How many do we need? Five? Let's go for 13. Oh my God. Like, like if you look at the back, like if you Google image search the yeah. back deck of a Bass Cat, there's like all these like we were talking about it before and they have all these mm-hmm. goofy like triangular opening live is wells it I, yes and no i was gonna say like, i guess it okay. could be it seems silly to me i don't but. know i have a lot of friends that are hardcore basket guys and okay. they love their boats they're dope but they're dope boats. there's so many compartments on the front deck too i'd like <laughs> put something in it and forget i put anything in there <laughs> yeah. because i'm like when am i ever going to open up one that's under yeah. my feet all day long and yeah. like, but wait, then which also, one was it there's 11 to choose from is standing there you have yeah. to ask like you can't really stand anywhere without yeah, having them just move. It's just so right? weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. It's okay. I mean, it's Bascat. No, they, like, they're different. Yeah, yeah. for yeah. real, for real. Not just a balance. Yeah. But I love Bascat. I think they're boats. so they're fast. Mm-hmm. They look yeah. good. Whatever. But yeah, it's, the front deck, yes, but the back deck just confuses the, the fire <laughs> out of me. Anyway, sorry, Nate. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree. The 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 design, the layouts on the deck are kind of kind of odd, but they are awesome boats really cool looking, awesome boats. looking boats at that. yeah what's like, that one like they make with the 450 they're crazy, they're crazy fast so fast the the jaguar. jaguar jaguar yeah, yeah. they put the 450 mercury yeah. racing on the back oh my mm-hmm. gosh now you can put a 600 on them yeah why what? not 
Yeah. Why not? Can you, you, you want to go Yeah, can you imagine <laughs> showing up to a derby <laughs> oh with a 600 gosh. on the back? No. Well, most of them you can't. Yeah, yeah. For mm. anything that's like bass, you can't do yeah. it. But I mean, like, if it was just like a local club, like a Tuesday nighter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, the payout for this club is uh, you get 100 bucks if you win. Like, well, my well, motor's $90,000. I'm going to so burn $100 in fuel in the Just right. starting it. Yeah, just <laughs> starting it. It's going to go through my wall. Gosh. Oh my yeah. Yeah, yeah, it starts and everybody just pees. Yeah, right. yo, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, just scare the fire out of everyone. Um, Austin, tell us about your uh, custom rod building because that yeah. sounds so freaking dope. Oh, and when um, did you start? How'd yeah, how did you get into, into something like that? Like, I started when I was pretty young. I think I was 15, 16 years old. Oh my gosh. Um, just thought it was something different, and then at I'm that grab t- another drink. Hold on, sorry. And that time I uh, couldn't find a handle on a flipping stick that I wanted like a certain length. And I just was like, well, I could build one. So I went off and started building custom rods on my parents' dining room table. Oh my gosh. And out of what? Like, how did you, I don't um, know how so, this happens. So a custom rod basically yeah. starts as a blank. You get just the fiberglass or okay. graphite blank. Okay. And then you glue the handle on the mm-hmm. real seat. Uh, and then you go from there and then you do guides and you wrap the guides on one at a time with okay. basically, an, it's basically a glorified embroidery thread Whoa. that is built specifically for rod building and you just twist them up one at a time and then you coat them and put them on a drying motor that rotates it for the entire drying process. Okay. And Like um, a rotisserie chicken? Yeah, more or less like a rotisserie <laughs> chicken. Yep. And yeah, I've been doing that for... Yeah, since I was about 15, and I still do it today. I don't build as many as I used to because okay. I've built up my arsenal and I actually yeah. filled my boat rod locker wow. full. I mean, I no joke, have, I think I have 30 in my boat right now on one side. Oh and then gosh. I have six spinning rods. The rest are all bait casters. Oh, thank wow. you. And That's, wow. Yeah, and it's, it's a fun thing for a while. When I was younger, it was actually my only business my only means of making money for a while for yeah. like a year or two and i did well i was gonna I say a, how had, did you do i did pretty well i mean i had a lot of friends that were supportive of me and bought a lot of rods and then That's sweet i've just kind of got out of it like, okay i mean i do more repairs for myself than anything because i'm always breaking guides and you know stuff yeah. like that and yeah. then another reason i got out of it is because saint croix stopped um letting you get blanks to the consumer Oh, interesting. Oh. And so when that happened, that took away a lot of my business. I mean, okay. no joke, okay. probably 80% of my business went disappeared huh. because they wouldn't sell to the consumer directly anymore. Huh. And so then when that happened, I had to switch brands and then I experimented a bunch and was just not happy with yeah. the quality of the, the other blanks out there. So. How much? Where, uh, where do you get your components from now? Mostly just, just mud hole, um, uh, custom mud tackle hole. Okay. out of Florida. Yeah. Yep, that's where I get yeah. most of my stuff from. I'm going to hopefully start acquiring some St. Croix back. I talked with one of the reps down in Florida when I was down there for a NPAA conference last winter, and he's like, well, we're we're moving production back to Park Falls. Oh, so And yeah. uh, Rod Geeks is who they used to distribute with, and they're moved right to the factory now. Oh, so, wow. So oh, that's cool. we will have access to um, blanks again. So are you, are you pumped on that? I'm pumped, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I said, I I haven't had very good luck with all these other brands. I sure. mean, not not trying to bash anybody, but uh, North Fork Composites, G Loomis, they're yeah, yeah. factory made direct blanks. I can get from Washington State, and I have built three for myself and broke three of them. Wow! Mm. I have some Saint Croix oh. that I've had since I was fifteen. 
Oh my gosh. I mean, that says something. I mean, that right there should tell you. And they're terrible on warranty. I've tried and tried to work with them. And also it takes four weeks to get a blank. I can't build a rod for a consumer in four weeks. Like if, if, if it doesn't show up, I can't build it. Right. And I know they're building a lot of them like to order, but Mm -hmm. still that's, that's unacceptable. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm not a fan of the Chinese made blanks either, yeah. just to be real honest. No doubt. Yeah. Um, do you have like a dedicated space set up for rod building? Because that seems like a pretty like large. Yeah. You have to have like space your necessary yeah. and like a clean space where when you're <clears throat> clearing over whatever you put over like the, the guide wrap so you don't yeah. get crap in you it. You got your rotisserie Correct. going. Yeah. 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 I actually eliminated my couch for my rod building center. Okay. Sacrifice. Yeah. So yeah. I, I can't sit on anything unless I'm building a rod. <laughs> <laughs> like I got a chair and I, yeah. and I live in a 500 square foot cabin. So that's I, awesome. I have a very limited space. I love that yeah not that you have a limited space but i love that you live in a in a cabin yeah dedicated um if somebody wanted to buy a rod from you how would they do you have a website do they hit you up on social how does that work you can hit me up on social or get in touch with me um i do have a website i just haven't got around to building it i have had the domain for about six years you've been been building (laughs) rods not websites (laughs) yeah exactly i'm not really a website builder okay i I know one yeah, I know a guy who does oh, that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. we might yeah, need to just talk. Just happens to be a guy sitting next to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We I might got need you. to talk. Yeah, we, we, we could do we could do a horse trade. You give me a few rods. I'll maybe build you a website. Dread, I'm into that. You maybe want yeah. some dread jigs. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, hair jigs? I was gonna say some dreads. Hey Nate, should we show them our dreadlocks or should oh we? Gosh. No, we better not. Nate and I are both just bald as crap. No hair. Yeah, don't do it, Nate. Don't do it. Put your hand down. Don't do it. How much time, start to finish? Um, let's just say like a seven foot, two inch, medium, heavy, fast action. I don't know. Bait casting rod. How, how much time start to finish is in one rod for you? Well, it, it varies. Um, I mean, it takes now that I've been doing it so long, it, it's really a pretty fast process, but it's a, a time piecework job basically. So like getting the blank, that's easy. No problem. You sure. can spine the blank, which is just finding the backbone of the rod, which most rod builders will tell you you should build on a spine. It's just, and the difference in that is, like, if you ever pick up a rod and put it in your hand and kind of roll it, and it'll kind of stop into one place, hmm. that is the spine of your rod. If I, it's not I did built, not know that. If it's not <laughs> built on the spine, it's just basically where the resin had, had sure. dried on the mandrel, and it, you should build it on that. So okay. a spinning rod, you build it on the inside of that. A casting rod, you build it on the outside sure. of that. Yeah, so that it just sense. it helps when you set the hook. It yep. lines everything up and wow. keeps the rod from twisting out of your hand. I don't that's know. So cool. You might that's have dope. had a rod that's where really you set cool. the hook and you're fighting a fish and it wants to like twist. Yeah. Turn on you. Well, that's your spine. It wasn't. A lot of production rods are built off spine. They just huh. throw the guys going on. quick, right? Yeah, yeah. they're just trying yeah. to build them. Uh. Um, that's that's, that's yeah. an easy quick process. It takes about two minutes to find the spine. Then you just mark it with like either a marker or a um, piece of tape. And then you glue the handle on, which you got to wait for that to dry. I do have some fast epoxy. It's like a five-minute set. So I give it a couple hours to set, and then I can start doing the rest of the rod. Okay. Um, so it's a few hours, basically, but then the drying process of the epoxy on the guides is like 24 hours. Okay. So you have to let it sit for 24 hours and rotate. Once that's dry, you can trim up some tag ends and stuff like that and then put another coat on. I always do two coats. I don't mess around with single coat unless I'm trying to rush a rod for like a tournament the next day. But it's... Pretty, Dude, how freaking quick. cool is that? Yeah. If I'm trying to rush a rod for the next yeah. day, Do like you, like I'm going up to fish smallmouth. Oh, I need a 
seven foot four medium light. I know I'll make one. Like what yeah. the heck? If you got blanks in stock, you can whip wow. one out for the next day. That's Do you so enjoy sick. it? Oh, I definitely enjoy yeah. it. Yeah, yeah I enjoy awesome. it a lot more just to like put it into someone's hands mm. that they can fish with it than yeah. anything else. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I do ice rods, deep sea rods, really? bass rods, wow. you name it. I've built it. That's so cool. I got a, <clears throat> I got a, cool. I think it's a 10 foot two piece, uh, surf casting rod in oh, my camper sure. right now yeah. for really? catfishing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I always thought surf rods were the dumbest thing ever. And then somebody's like, well, no, it's so you can get up over the waves. And then I was like, oh, okay. I remember, I remember seeing dudes oh, like 13 foot rods. I'm like, what are you, you doing? You cast them a mile. But yeah, it's wow. like an absolute actual catapult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's so sweet. So, Nate, if oh, you sorry. could have any rod right now, if you could have Austin build you a rod, what action, what rod, what would you want? Please don't ask me this question because I don't know. Yeah, I was probably I was just thinking that I'd, I'd it'd have to be another spinning rod for sure. I've got you know a slew of a slew of bait casting, yeah. so it would definitely be like a, a specific, uh, probably that seven, probably somewhere under seven six, but definitely over seven two, yeah. uh, in length and like a medium, heavy moderate, medium moderate, something like mm-hmm. that. What, do you, what are you going to fish with it? Like technique. Uh, yeah, I'd like something a little bit like multi-purpose. Um, but, uh, you know, I've been, I've been on that, I've been on that sideways worm kick lately. So (laughs) I want, you know, I like, I like, I like the idea of that longer rod so I can make longer casts, especially in my clear water situations. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's kind of the idea. So it can be hard to find that too. It seems like a seven foot four ish, seven foot six ish and like a medium spinning rods that length are hard to find. It's so hard to find, but yeah, I can get blanks. No problem. Yeah. 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 And I like to get, I like to get a little froggy with, uh, with where I throw that sideways worm. So I like a little bit of backbone, you know, a little bit of something need to be able to need to need to be able to fight it a little bit. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, mega bass makes a rod. I think they call it like, you know, like there's like, like if you go to like Denali or Loomis, Loomis is like the most classic, like jig and frog rod or whatever, you know, like a very specific technique, whatever. Megabass has a rod called the whip snake. <laughs> I don't know why that's so freaking funny to me, but it's like a longer rod, but it's like a medium light or something. It's like a seven, four medium light. And I think they call it a whip snake. Cause it's like, whoosh. It's just like, like a frog smash. Yeah. Yeah. Frog smash rod. Yeah. <laughs> I've never um, heard that technique till I it's listened not to a this technique. podcast. It's you not gotta a try te- it. It's you not gotta a technique. try it. <laughs> it's not, yeah. Might He's have like, to. Yeah, in a yeah. couple of years, Austin. Maybe like tomorrow. One of, the, one of the bigger pros on the elite series. I said, oh, all my, all my success, the frog smash. I'm like, holy crap. He's <laughs> like, I was struggling in a tournament. I got bored. I slammed one on the water and caught a 10 pounder. I forgot <laughs> to tell history. you that Dom wants a bait casting rod for um, his, his birthday. birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he sent me like oh, four links today. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he said, I want this one, this That's exact awesome. one really bad. Was it I'm the like, okay. One? Yeah, the proficiency. Yeah. Yeah. He said, he said, I want this one, this exact one. I was like, okay, cool. He goes, or just a bait casting one. Like, yeah. okay. <laughs> He's so sweet. Yeah, he went from and, this exact to like, well, whatever. But yeah. Yeah. So funny. He's so into fishing right now. I love it. And yeah. I don't I don't foresee it dying down. No, he's like pretty Committed. balls out yeah. right now. Yeah. 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 We should we should commission Austin to build him a rod. Yeah. And then we could get a 
a dope reel slapped on there. Yeah. That'd be fresh. That yeah, be fresh. I could I could make a very fancy one for him, put his name on it. Oh my Happy God. birthday. That'd be everything. sick. Oh yeah, God. we got to do that. Like that. legit, we got to yeah. do that. That'd be sick. And yeah. you can do anything yeah. too for like custom rods, right? As far That's, as like wrap color and because he loves purple. So like yeah, a black and purple rod, he would oh go buck. Yep. Yeah. 100%. That's the whole point of it being custom. I don't like building rods for someone to buy. Yeah. I want you to tell me what you Dang want. It, that's wow. so sick. Like, I have about 150 types of thread colors. Wow. And we can get blanks custom painted. I, I work with another guy that does custom blank painting. Okay. Jesus, dude. I'm getting yeah. like I'm getting like all like stoked. Just yeah. like the creativity of the cut. Co- like I remember our boat, the legend, one of the things when they first came out with the V twenty and they had I don't remember what they called it, but they had a thing where you could basically do any freaking color common and I've seen some ugly ones if I'm being real with you. But I've seen you, did you remember that? Like when they had the really crazy, like you could gradient it from black to oh, like yeah. orange to green in the front or something weird if you wanted to and i remember just thinking oh that'd be so fun just to mess around with the colors yeah. do that with any boat these days i That's think true. most most companies will work with you yeah. but yeah I but do to do that with a rod some, would be so dope some, some real ugly boats out there <laughs> they're really remember that one nate that phoenix that was like they called it like the joker was it a phoenix yeah, I think it was a Phoenix, yeah, yeah, with, like, the purple and the green. It was, like, and purple, green, yellow, orange. It was, like, very, like, New Orleans yeah. threw up on a bass boat. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that's not a diss to New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah, mean, yeah. like, Mardi Gras. Yeah, you I know. knew what yeah. you meant. Oh, yeah, it was, like, Mardi, Mardi Gras feel for sure. Or that, remember that legend I, I saw this spring that I sent you that was, like, oh, yeah, that, that was dark weird. blue with, like, that that lime green pins and, yeah, that and was, like, not my I think there was, like, another blue color in it. Yeah, yeah it, looked like the, it looked wild. like the newer, like, Seahawks jerseys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It wasn't that guy dude. had that uh he had the legend logo down the side of the boat too. He, no, down the side of the truck. Or the uh, down the side of the yeah, truck. He, yeah, yeah, he had that's the big, right. yeah, I remember he had, like, that. A truck wrapped in it. I think you sent that in that's a group wild. chat. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that's wild. Yeah, hardcore. Yeah, he is yeah. dedicated. dedicated I actually had the legend um logo tattooed on my lower back just above <laughs> my butt crack. <laughs> just above my butt crack. The legend stamp. Yeah, yeah the legend stamp. <laughs> It's like a double entendre because like I love the boats, but also right. my butt is pretty legendary. It's a legend. It's really it's <laughs> oh my very gosh, good. Please stop. Um, speaking of legends, let's change topics quickly, but not really, dude. I I can't get over that purple legend. I don't know if that thing sold yet or not, but do you know if it sold yet, Nate? I don't. Yeah, I don't. It's the know second time we brought up a totally random it. boat on this yeah. podcast. That thing is so. We were just talking about purple for like a rod. Right? Did you see that thing on back? I, I saw it. God. Once you guys mentioned it on the last podcast, I was like, I got to see this oh, thing. Man, I kind of looked into it and found it. Yeah, yeah, that thing was beautiful. Yeah. The only thing I would change on that yeah. boat was a ten foot Raptors because I feel like ten foot Raptors just stick up so high. But like, man, that boat was sick. Try fifteens. Yeah, yeah. He has a uh, fifteen <laughs> talent on his boat right now. Jeez, yeah, I got I got a buddy that's got fifteen, uh, fifteen talons on his uh, champion, and and he's he's always talking about uh, just how tall they are and cumbersome. Yeah, everybody in the back of my you've got yours. You, yeah, you've got yours kind of like angled to give you that wider stance, though, right? Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. learned that from that's, a, that's, from a river rat actually down on in Lacrosse. I saw him doing that, and it was the year that yeah. it was really high water, and you couldn't do anything. Trolling motor wouldn't keep up, so you just talon down. And I kept spinning and spinning, and I was like, "I'm done with this. I'm going to try it." Went yeah. back to the campground that night, tore them all apart, got them as angled as I could, and I love them like that. Wow. Yeah, it does make sense. It makes it a makes lot a huge of sense. Difference too. It, mm-hmm. it, yeah, I was I was telling Jordan I had on my on my champion that I had before my 
current Phoenix. I had talons on that and uh, ten footers. Um, and the uh, the one thing that I really like more about the power poles on my Phoenix now is that wider stance. Yeah, really does make a, a difference. Keeps mm-hmm. you for keeps you from spinning, you know. So. Uh, yeah, the way you got them set is that's that's genius. I'm waiting for somebody just to come like straight out of the jack plate, like sideways, <laughs> just instead of going back behind the boat, just like a like a spider. Weep. Oh my just gosh. sling them outside. Wouldn't sideways. be surprised if somebody isn't working on it, something it, like that. Somebody might already have yeah. done it. Yeah, dude, we saw there right. was a feller. <laughs> Nate, there's this one feller we used to fish with in bass tournaments, and I'm not trying to make fun of him at all. But remember, he had those older talons, and he had them things mounted a foot and a half off the water like they were so high like they were like like the bottom of them was like above the deck like the back deck Aww. you remember this name that's weird that is yeah weird. yeah the the bra- like just sitting in the water the like the bracket wasn't even touching the water they were oh, mounted yeah. so high Wow, and I, I mean, I, I'd assume that's on purpose because you'd have to I don't know because you'd have to look around and see how everybody else has them but maybe he just didn't know yeah I, I imagine it was like for I imagine he was getting too much drag or something trying to that's trying to take that's off. Yeah, too, just for yeah, so just for launch or, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I was me like, just like, oh, yeah. poor guy. Yeah, I'm not making fun of him. I'm just like, dude, why? Like, that's not really like the deal right yeah. there. But yeah, and I have like the uh, you can see in our we have the third gen Talon, the eight footers, and they are so little. Like they're just so short, you mm-hmm. know. And it's great like having Talons. That's probably the most used thing. Like yeah, like little luxury feature on my boat that i use even more than spot lock even more than um live scope which i love but like man the talons are so great but having them small like that where they don't create as much drag they don't really get in the way but let's be real too though like if you have talons that are eight footers you're not really anchoring in eight feet like you're anchoring Mm -hmm. in like seven because they go in yeah you know so like i don't know yeah they're cool but I don't know. Yeah, it's a nice benefit, like, being the size of your motor that I'm looking at it because you don't yeah. have to worry about bridges. Right. If you're yeah. going under no, bridges. No, exactly. Like, yeah, like Wasoda. If you if you oh, go from I, Little Wasoda into... I couldn't go into, under Little Wasoda without no tilting them. No way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that bridge always... I always feel like I'm going to hit, and I'm not even that close, but that low-hanging bridge, like, eee! Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's kind of wild for sure. So what's next for you, man? I was just going to ask that. Yeah, what, what's the next step in this this process? And what's next in your life? What, what Where do you go from here? What are you doing tomorrow? You asking him? Me? Yeah. Oh, yep. I'm uh, gonna go to, <laughs> gonna go to Pool Four on the Mississippi yeah. River and Attaboy. go rip some lips. I yeah. I fished pretty much every day. I've been back and I was came back last Tuesday. I fished every day. That's so wow. dope. I've been on Chip Heck River, yeah. Dell's Pond, Old Abe Lake. Old Abe is so sick and um, so underappreciated. That's, that's my home, my home water. I, I know that, that like lake, the back dude. of my Do hand. Do I know what that is? Uh, uh, I don't think dairy, you've been there. Dairyland oh. Flowage. I was there for three days for a family reunion. Okay. Uh, fished Upper Long. Upper Long. Up, uh, All the up long by Birchwood. Yep. Um, where else did I fish? Do you oh, have a favorite lake? Like in like anywhere? Yeah, Do you've you been all over. Country? Yeah, like what's one of your favorites? Like Powell. <laughs> Really? I got to go back there this fall for one more tournament. Um, I fished for the Utah Bass Nation this spring, and we launched out of Page, Arizona. I never fished the south end of Lake Powell. Sure. I finished ninth, and so I have to maintain that top 10 in order to get on their state team. So I oh, have whoa. to go back oh, in that's October. Cool. Yeah, just for the Utah state team, because they're in the western division still. Colorado yeah. is in the central division. Okay. And so I, I fished to qualifier for Colorado, but didn't do very good at all. I had a really rough rough tournament um but yeah lake powell is probably one of my favorite most beautiful mm. uh if i could fish anywhere in the country it'd be sturgeon bay 
Ooh, good call. Because yeah. that place just is on fire still. It's always on fire. It, yeah. It's it, been on fire for so long. Yeah, like 15 years ago, 20 years ago when we were fishing it, it was just getting good. Like mm. just make it a name for itself. You, yeah. didn't, you didn't need 25 pounds a day to make which it. Which you do now. Which you do now. And, it's and stupid. The, in the Sturgeon Bay Open, you need 25 it's pounds stupid. to even think about cashing yeah. a check. Wow. Of 25 pounds of small Small mouth. mouth. Yeah. Fat small mouth. Yeah, Fat like lazy short, small mouth. Yeah. thick. Banana football, yeah, like they're... like I was telling Nate, I want to go there. there I, I read a DNR study. Uh, I think this was two years ago. Maybe it was last year. Two. Year, it doesn't matter. Relatively recently, yeah. and the DNR did a study of I can't remember how many tournaments in um, in Sturgeon Bay. It was a lot, like a lot. And the average weight in fish was like three point six seven or something out of these like mm-hmm. bajillion tournaments. And I'm sure there's a bunch of guys in those tournaments like me who don't know the area that well. And the average is almost a four pound smallmouth. Crazy. Yep. What in yep. the name of God? It means the, the fish are eating well. They're Sheesh. eating those gobies. Yeah. They're they are them. too. They are blowing up yep. on those gobies. Yeah, I got a. I got a. I got a buddy that's gone up there the last two years during the spawn, and he said he's going to go every single year. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> live not, that, not far. that far. What are we, we doing? Yeah. Yeah. It's a four-hour yeah. drive from oh. here, but yeah. that's nothing. No. no. You spend a week up there, and exactly. your arm will hurt. And we have family yeah. there. Exactly. So we could stay with our family right, yeah. right by Even there. Even better. Yeah. yeah. And Brian mentioned, Brian from Giltech mentioned that mm-hmm. he would take us out, and he knows the area. Oh, yeah. What are that's, we doing? What are we doing? The Menominee River, too, right? Isn't that where he's at? Yeah, he's in the Menominee. Yep. Great things about that one. Yeah, he too. runs that on a freaking jet boat oh, because I, it just gets so he's wild. He's inspired me. Yeah. I need to build a boat like I that. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> something so specific. Yeah. 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 I just found out. So this That's is funny. Awesome. My homie Kevin, uh, who used to be in the Bass Attack, um, awesome angler, him and his dad, also Kevin, um, yeah. they have a boat. Its name is also Kevin. I made that boat. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, so he came to, his dad came to Shields the other day. His, it was the weirdest deal. This is a side note. It has nothing to do with anything, but his Alltrax on the water wouldn't, like the, the foot pedal, like the trigger wouldn't make the prop spin. So he brings it in. I'm not Minn Kota certified yet to like work on stuff, but I'm going to like their thing to do it. And, um, so I get with my buddy, Chris, who is Makota certified. He's like, hey, can you just get this up on the bench for me? And what? I'm like, yeah, yeah. So we get it plugged in, and I, I put it up there, and I click it, and it goes right away. Like, it fires up right away. And he's like, what the? So then he goes and looks at it, and it fires up right away. And then we, oh, like, no. call Kevin and Kevin. And we're like, dude, your trolling motor's fine. There's something in your boat that's effed up. And they're like, oh, oh. great. So anyway... <laughs> that's just i mean that's like isn't that the life of like altrex problems boating stuff what yeah. are you not an altrex guy what oh, are you i got an altrex oh, okay. but <laughs> brand brand yeah, yeah, new nate. out of the box yeah nate has all junk yeah yeah it was brand new out of the box junk the control board was fried dude that's such a common it would go deal on with those 100 things. or nothing oh, and good. then i could bring my iPilot remote out and i could drive with that but that was it oh that's what? so irritating yeah so yeah, that's really annoying. Nate, how many problems have you had with your Altrex? None, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's like, what uh, problems have I not five. had? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, steering board, control board, yeah. uh, steering motor, yeah. uh, T-bar, like, uh, I've, I've had some issues. Gosh, dude. Yeah, so anywho, the Kevin thing, all I was going to say was, um, they were like, well, if we can't get this one back in time, then we can just use the one off our jet boat. I'm like, I didn't know you had a jet boat. 
You know, like, what? like when people tell me they have a jet boat, I'm like, you sneaky little bastard. Like, <laughs> oh, because yeah. what you're trying to do is get in yeah. that water that nobody else is getting yeah. into. You're getting in, like, you want to talk about running sandbars. They're running like sand. Oh, inches You know, water. like they're they running in rock like, bars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can get yeah. on stuff that you should not be allowed. I remember a few years ago, Columbia had the dopest like marketing campaign. I think it was Columbia, pretty sure. But their slogan at the time was like, go where you're not supposed to or mm. something, which I was like, dang it, that's so dope. Um, and that's what a jet boat is. You know, like you're going in waters, yeah. you know, like, you know, like on the river, like sand drops and whatever, but you get into stuff where it comes off the sand drop and it's just shallow for however long and before it goes back out and the jet mm-hmm. boat just goes over it. Just I, I want, if I don't sell my old Ranger, I'm going to put a jet drive on it. Oh, that'd be sick. Run it up yeah. rivers around and here. Just go stupid. You, tournaments get one. They do. Those rivers. They do. They are like Nate and I fished Heck on, yeah. uh, on 13 on the Mississippi and there's an area called spring Lake. I'm not giving up any juice here. Everybody knows that area, but certain times of the year, if you have a big boat, like, Loretta, our legend, you ain't getting in it. Like, you're just not getting in there. And dudes will show up with, like, their mud boats, you know, the mud motor. And people yeah. are like, oh, look at that piece of crap. And it's like, yeah, that piece of crap's going to win because they're going to get into yeah. areas to fish that we can't even think about getting into. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. So anyway, so what's next for you outside of fishing tomorrow on pool four, which yeah. is dope and good luck and be safe. And he's also, he's sleeping here tonight, not here, yeah. even though I told him he could sleep out here, air conditioning, whatever yeah. he has his camper. So he's just going to sleep in our driveway. Well, not in our driveway, but in his camper. <laughs> in his camper. In camper. Yeah. You're not like on the cement, but, um, outside of that, what's, what's next for you? What's down the road? Uh, well, I'm going to fish a couple more days. That's, you know, it's life and the fishing around here is a lot better than out West right now. Um, then I got to go back to work. I'm going to head back to Colorado on uh, Sunday, Monday. Um, actually what gonna, is work for you? I'm a heavy equipment operator <clears throat> and a fishing guide part-time. Okay. And then, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to stop in South Dakota and visit a boat dealer that uh, approached me recently about running a Camus for hey, next year. I didn't know if you're going to let that loose. I'm going to let it loose. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know if I can, but <laughs> I'm so going to do it anyways. Gosh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if anybody wants to buy a Ranger boat right now, contact please me. Do. Please yeah. just make me an offer. Many so I can, fish have been caught out of oh, this boat. It has many, good memories. juju. Many and memories. Yeah, the and uncle. It was my uncles yeah, and all that. Good. But it's got good energy. Yeah, I really uh, can't wait to have a opportunity to run a brand new boat for next year yeah. um, hopefully it's going to have a yamaha on it because they're going to work with me a little bit too awesome and uh, then hopefully i can have enough money to maybe fish some big tournaments next Heck year yeah, dude. that's kind of the goal yeah um so if anybody wants to help promote the guy that gets the most photos taken in the opens yeah. uh, talk to me yeah I that's can, a real I can thing promote your business like yeah, yeah i get really i get my photos photo. look at his hair I get more photos taken of me on the pro tour than anybody else. That's crazy. And awesome. It's, it's pretty cool. Sense. That's yeah. awesome. So yeah. I'm here to promote yeah. and help any way I can. Yeah. If you're, if you're, it. if seriously though, like for real, for real talk, if you're a business and yeah. or a business owner and you're seeing this, like you probably know. And if you don't, you probably shouldn't own a business, but if you do uh, DVP, this is business one-on-one differentiating value proposition. It's just a businessy way of saying like what sets you apart. Mm-hmm. You know, daggum well, like, I don't know. Let's go music again. Let's say big rappers, Jay-Z or 50 Cent back in the day or whoever, like back in the day when they were at their peak, like Dom, like just the number one, you know, everything that Kanye back in the day, all these dudes were saying the same stuff, but they were doing it just different enough to make them kind of stand out. Yeah. Just different enough. So like Austin's whole vibe 
is is different enough where like if you jump on board with him, your stuff is going to pop. It's going sure. to stand out people a little are gonna bit. See it. People are going to see it. They're gonna be like, yo, you see that white dude with the crazy long dreads or whatever? Like, yeah, he caught a forty inch trout on his hair or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's a that's a real deal Holyfield type of thing. Like, yeah. dude, like get on board, contact the man, look him up. Yeah, Baby fat, forever and fishing. And even uh, even <laughs> words from Gerald Swindle. So I've known <laughs> Gerald for a little while now. That's awesome. I met him on the opens. Um, we would just like launch our boats by each other and say hi and what's up. And I was at a conference last winter and he pulled me aside and was like, how do I know you? And out of the thousands and thousands of anglers he's fished against or yeah. with, yeah. he remembers me. Oh. That's crazy. And we, we got to talk one-on-one and he's like, dude, you got a marketing piece. That's, I'm wow. telling you, you got a marketing piece. Yeah. And we talked for about 20 minutes, one-on-one just about life. And yeah. for him to remember me, mm-hmm. that tells you something right there. Yeah, that's yeah. Like it was unbelievable Absolutely. to just sit and talk. Heck with yeah. Him. yeah. Yeah. And he is the most humble guy in the world. Yeah. Him and his that. wife are amazing. I love that. And to take time out of his day to come and talk like, with talk me after cool. an hour and a half conference yeah. like or a seminar. Yeah. That's pretty deep. Yeah. yeah that's you know, really so neat. Shout out to G Man. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a great dude. And he has inspired me a lot. So, yeah. Was, yeah. When we did our first deal, Nate, when we said, like, who's a dream guest, didn't you say G Man? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. How could you yeah. not? How could you not? I remember we asked Brandon, like, hey, is G Man, like, one on one? Is he like he is on all the videos? And he goes, he goes G Daddy? Isn't yeah, that yeah, what yeah, he said? Yeah, yeah. G Daddy, Grandpa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, said, uh, he said he's exactly the same all the time. He's the constantly time. saying, like, goofy little one liners, but he's not doing it to impress anybody. He's just That's so just, sincerely yeah. him. Mm-hmm. How awesome. Yep. So I have another hair question. Sorry. Yeah. Um, You're looking at you, me. I know you ain't asking me a hair <laughs> question. Nah, I'm not. Nine so no do you hair. always wear it down, or do you I, ever tie it? Or I tie it up and yeah. put it in buns. I yeah. just uh, that's another reason why I wear a lot of visors is to keep keep it out of my eyes more yeah. than anything. But oh yeah, that makes sense. You know, that's that's more or less it. Yeah. But yeah, like I tie it back to get it mic, to so. get it out of the way, <laughs> um, and that's why I keep breaking them all the time. Yeah, because I keep it tied up, and yep. especially running heavy equipment, like I got to keep mm. it out of my face too, and. If I'm down shoveling in the hole for the laborers or whatever, I can't get it caught and stuff. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Or I was a commercial logger for years. I got a lot of looks when I show up with a chainsaw over my shoulder and they're like, "Uh, you better tie that back. I'm like, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't you worry. I've done this before. (laughs) I've had these dreads for 30 years. Leave me me alone. I've got this. Don't don't worry about it. So are you still thinking that the route for you to achieve your austin howard dreams is to go through the opens or what what are your thoughts uh yes and no i mean i would love to fish the opens just because like i said it's like a family you know and and that's the route to get to the elites but i know financially i've talked to a lot of other pros and there are other ways financially to do better in the fishing world other than the elites but okay I'd love to go compete with Bob Downey and, you know, Patch Lapper and those guys from the Midwest that I know. That would be awesome to compete side by side with them. Um, But, I mean, financially, if I could just fish every day, that would be ideal. I mean, I have my captain's license, too. I have my my master's license. Yeah, I saw you have captain on your – I I was like, is this like a – That's legitimate. I'm an actual – captain that's uh, so I'm a cool u.s coast guard master captain oh Good for you. So yeah, I, I, I tried to do it the right way to become a guide yeah. and i'm just i ideally want to travel like go to florida for a few months and guide yep. go to texas for a few months and guide come back up here and guide for the summer or maybe malax and then 
go back out west and elk hunt every year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah. would be It'd ideal. Be an okay life. That would yeah. be a pretty pretty yeah. sweet deal. But I'm single, no kids, so yep. I don't have a lot Now's of time, time to down. let it rip. Yeah. Yeah. For but sure. I, I would love to come back and settle down here. You know? Yeah. Like, this is this is home. It'll yeah. always be home. You but know. do you have that like a time frame in mind of when you'd want to be back home or is it just like, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I can find a well enough paying job where yep. I can pick back up where I left off, that'd be great. Yeah. But I think I found a little niche in the guiding business around here too. I'm not going to let too much slide. No, don't do it. But <laughs> yeah. I, if I came back, I would be doing stuff way different than any other guide in the area mm, would be doing. I like okay. it. And I, I definitely have found a niche. And okay. if I could do it, I could do really well and yeah. be on the water every day. That's dope. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, perfect. that's awesome. Yeah. Is the niche anything to do with your hair? No. Okay. <laughs> I thought it should be something like, I'm the only guy that has dreadlock jigs or whatever. And I was like, that is very unique. I'll give you that yeah, for sure. That's no. dope, dude. No, no that's nothing not to do with that. I'll be fishing a lot of different water, but I'd be just doing things way different than any that's other cool. guy. Okay. Yeah, you don't fun. have to say anything. I was just being yeah. stupid. Yeah. Um, no, I get it. I get have it. you ever run a new boat before? I've, like, test drove them. But, I mean, you yeah. never, you've never, like, had, like, this is my new Never. Rig. Ordered wow. a boat from Man, the factory. I hope that works out for you. Yeah. I really hope that works out, dude. I do too. And I think I Camus's am. are so rad. My boat before this was a um, 99 Triton TR21, mm-hmm. and that was a great boat, dude. Uh, Nate and I drove for 31 hours to Michigan. Um, to, <laughs> not really. It was supposed I was to be. Say, it was a long drive <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Michigan. Long way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you go through Canada? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We actually. Yeah. We 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 got rerouted somewhere along New York. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> uh, we, it was one of those deals where like, <clears throat> it was back when I was living in the Quad Cities, Iowa, Illinois area. And we had to go around Chicago and then we had to go around something else. And every freaking where we went was construction. And so it was like, your trip is like two hours. Like your trip is like three hours. Your tri- We've been driving for four hours. And it's like, your trip is four hours. I'm like, how on God's earth? Yeah. And so like I had it originally, I had it originally calculated. We get home at like this time. And then it was like. One o'clock in the. Do you remember this night? Absolutely. Like, how can yeah. I forget? Yeah. <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not quite as bad as the experience going, uh, going, getting my Phoenix, but it was, oh, yeah. it was a long drive. Yeah, so. we didn't have any locked up brake calipers, but uh, it was a very, yeah. very long or drive. Or three. Yeah. Yikes. Anywho, so that was a Triton, and I, it, unless I'm completely way off base here, I feel like Camus's are like the dopest, like next step of a Triton because it's Earl Benz who was the original designer yep. of Triton who is just like he's there's 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 really only been a few dudes I feel like in the history of like boat building who have just put a mark on it with like specific hulls boat 100%. designs deck designs mm-hmm. and then like then everybody else tries to copy and Earl Benz was one of those dudes am I wrong he's been in it since the 70s <laughs> no. I mean he started yeah, Hydrosport you know like, yeah those boats were around forever there's yep. still Hydrosports running around today but yep. he made a choice to build a boat that everybody could run and they go fast yeah. and ride well. Yeah. That's just what he's been behind. I've, yeah. I've never met Earl, but I've heard so much about him that, I mean, he's an inspiration to any boat builder, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it is, he is like, it is full blown, right? Like Camus by Earl Benz, right? Correct. Just like how Triton Correct. used to be like Triton yep. by like, it, cause it used yep. to say that on the little steering on cap of my Triton. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Everything by like his little signature yep. and yeah. Um, and we were talking about this, um, yeah. earlier as well. Like the cool thing about Camus is, um, 
again, I'm not making fun of Bass Cat. I was just being silly earlier. I think Bass Cats are dope. Really, really cool boats. I always thought the Bass Cat wheels with the fish on them are so rad. And like, and I love their sort of like, what is it, octagonal steering wheel. You know, like that kind of straight. Mm-hmm. That, they're cool. Yeah, like anyway, race car inspired. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. They're cool for sure. Um, but I always thought like if you're going to organize or like lay out a boat, like simplicity as far as decks and compartments, that's like the jam. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love our legend so much. That's what yeah. makes me like if if I had a Uncle um, Ramus die tomorrow, and they were like Uncle Ramus really misses you. Here's five hundred thousand dollars. Um, I probably wouldn't get a new boat. I would maybe upgrade some stuff on my boat. But I love the giant compartments. And Camus is like the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like brand new, simple. just so simple and so big and so thought out. I was going to say very thought through. Yeah, very. Thought in, out. It's yeah. like, it's like, um, very so you used to skate. Yep. Do you used still skate, skate at all? Lot. Not much. No, not yeah. Much. I do a little bit with our boys here and there yeah. um, still, but like, it's so funny when you go to a skate park and it's like, this was designed by a bunch of old guys yeah. who have never seen a skateboard. <laughs> and then you yes. go to a skate park, like the one in like lacrosse or something. Oh, lacrosse is Lacrosse park is yeah. so dope. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this skate park was designed by skateboarders who ride at skate parks because yes. everything makes sense. I feel like that's how Camus's are layout wise. They yeah. just like they were designed by people who have spent a lot of time on the water and they just make sense. Yep. Yep. 100%. Yeah. I got to sit in one a bunch while I was in Florida and just like every morning I got in it. It was in the parking lot on a trailer and I just get in it and sit there. Man, I think I could rock I think I one could of do these. This. Yeah. And then later that day, that's when I got approached by Camus. So wow. it's like, was that your marketing plan? Like, I'm going to sit in this <laughs> until, they no. ask me, until they ask <laughs> no. me to sit in this. No. But yeah. his question was, would you run a Camus? And I was like, yeah. Like, like, I just was in my talk. mind. Yeah, yeah. Would, We got to talk. I'm not. <laughs> so. Yeah. That's dope, dude. Yeah. I hope it works out, man. I hope so, too. We just got to sell. Got to get rid of two boats to get one boat. That's the whole thing. Yeah, I think fair you enough. can do it. I think yeah. you can, for sure. Yeah. Um, are you going to take anything off the old boats, like a steering wheel or a something, like nope. for your uncle? No, nope. probably just going to let it let it go. Keep yeah. my graphs, maybe. I mean, because one graph is like an ice fishing graph. So okay. one of my helixes is an ice model. Um, but... I could probably, I'm going to let everything else go. Talons, motor, troll motor, everything else can go. Even waypoints included all over the country. Dang, (laughs) dang. That's actually, I mean, that's a thing. You know, they like sell those and stuff now. Mm -hmm. People buy waypoints for like serious money. I'm going to copy them for myself, but they can have them, you know. Yeah, Yeah, that's dope. That's really great. Um, What else? Lola, Nate, we wrapping up? I mean, we're hour 40 into this thing. It's been an awesome conversation. I feel like. You know, there's the, we've we've connected via social media a couple times. Then, like I said, obviously, yeah. you know, Lola, little teeny bit yeah. and her brother and whatever. But I feel just like you were saying about those dudes in the open. It just feels real family style, real like yeah. just conversational, friendly talk, fishing, whatever, for as long as, the, you know, until the cows yeah. come home. But right. yeah, um, right. you guys got anything else? Nate, you got any other questions? Anything you've been uh, thinking about? Like, now I, I, like I said, you fished opens. Lola and I have never fished opens. Is there yeah. anything else you want to jump into while we got them here? Uh, yeah, not really. I think we touched on, uh, I think we touched on just about everything. Um, you know, just want to say thanks, you know, for, for giving us your time and and stopping in and, and, and talking with us. So appreciate it. Tacos. Well, yeah, Yeah. got to talk about tacos on tackling tacos. I guess I didn't tell you the last taco I ate. Yes. Was, uh, hit us up, dude. Was moose tacos. What? Yeah. That has never been something I've eaten. Yeah. 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 Seriously. Tell us more. Yeah. Keep going. Uh, uh, so a buddy Uh of mine 
Oh, I'm pretty sure it was a roadkill moose, so he didn't like hunt it, but yeah. he, he's really good in with the Colorado Parks and Wildlife, and oh, so dope. when a moose gets hit on the road, he's the first one that gets the call. Oh, wow. damn. So he can go claim it, and I mean, he gives me bear, moose, antelope, you name it, and then Crazy. I got some whitetail from, I think it was from Montana last year too, but yeah. Okay. Moose taco was pretty tra- traditional white guy taco. Yeah. Uh Except for it was a blue corn hard shell. Oh, that's Whoa. dope. I've never had a blue corn hard shell. Moose. That sounds and then awesome. I, I make my own. This is not traditional at all. This seasoning. is amazing. I yeah, make my own dope. taco seasoning and I follow <clears throat> Elton, <clears throat> excuse me, Elton Brown from Food Network. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah. has a, it's like potion number nine or eight or something. You can go on his yeah. website and yeah, find yeah, yeah. that. But it's just like chili powder, salt, pepper, cayenne. And I feel like I'm missing something else. Are there. you a spicy guy? I was going to say, are you, you a like spicy guy? I like spice, but I'm not huge in a spice. I yeah. like flavor yeah. more yeah. than yeah. spice. Yeah. Um, and you just mix it up in a jar and sprinkle on your okay. stuff when you're cooking it. Yeah. And then, yeah, cheese, of course, because I'm from Wisconsin. Hello. Some good white cheddar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And yeah. sour cream. And I think I had some onion and lettuce on there. Okay. Yeah. Dope. That sounds but great. That, sounds, that doesn't sound traditional at all. It sounds no. incredible. Yeah. Can you cook moose like yeah, under or awesome. does it have to be like bare, like trichinosis stuff? Oh, uh, you can cook it under. Okay. That's okay. what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Anybody I mean, who doesn't know what I'm talking about, bear, you have to cook to like one. 70 or yeah, some it's crazy 165 at least yeah otherwise yeah. you can end up with trichinosis which yeah, is like which is, diarrhea from hell uh, which can kill you it's worms basically yeah it oh, just eats yeah. you from the inside oh, out yeah. Yeah, so you got to yep. cook it really yeah. hot so i didn't know if you could do that with moose no, or, yeah okay. moose just part of the deer family so <laughs> okay, you can cook yeah. steaks rare and stuff okay, like that right um, but yeah i mean i love bear too i i shot a bear and the last year i lived in wisconsin oh really? that's awesome yeah, it was awesome. 20, 2011 yeah, wow that's yeah. great Congrats. Yeah, that was, and I love bear. I'm going to be real honest. It's like my, my favorite meat. Really? Yeah. Isn't bear like awesome in like a, like a, like a roast, like a crock like a pot? Like a yeah, yeah. Flaky, like, like. Real fatty. Yeah. Okay. Real good. Gosh, yeah. Um, Gotta go bear hunting, dude. Yeah. 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 You should apply. Mm-hmm. We really need to. Yeah. It's one of those it's, things it's I always a, like mean to and then I don't apply. Yeah. And it's nothing like anything else. Okay. You know, and it'll blow your mind how quiet they are. Mm-hmm. Like. They're the quietest animal out there. Like deer will come through the woods and you hear them like a squirrel coming through a long ways away. <laughs> Bear will be under you before you know it's there. And you're like, oh, yeah, hey. It catches you off guard. Oh, my gosh. I'd probably end up screaming and then it would, I don't even know. Eat you right, or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the other day I was coming back from Holcomb, uh, which is actually where my mom lives. Shout out, mom, even though you're not listening to this. Jerk. <laughs> oh um, just kidding. I love you, mom. Um, but again, she's not listening, so why am I talking to her? Uh, I was coming back from Holcomb, and I'm looking in this field to my left because there's a small buck, and he's not chasing a doe, but he's chasing towards a doe. You know, obviously, he's not chasing yet. Um, we have this joke in the working class, like homies, like if you see a buck near a doe, where I was like, oh, the rut's on, and it's like <laughs> August or no, something. Because <laughs> like there's always, yeah, there's yeah. always these dudes who are like, I saw a buck, he was running, and there was a doe, the rut must be getting ready to heat up. I'm like, dude, it's July. Yeah. Like, shut it's up. Not quite it's ready. not, not the quite. rut, stop. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I saw this buck, and he's chasing after this doe, <clears throat> and I'm looking at him, and I'm just, you know, I'm a dude who likes hunting, and so I see a deer, and of course I'm going to like stare and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I look back to the road, and I'm like, from me to our boat away from a mama bear and three cubs oh, just damn. going across the road. I was like, oh my gosh. Like I wasn't worried about hitting them. I slowed yeah. down 
fast with enough. Plenty of time, yeah. But like, man, that was so cool. And like so the mama bear was huge. Like she was massive, like just a giant ball. And then mm. the little ones, I just wanted to hold and kiss oh, them. Oh, so sweet. Yeah, I just wanted to. I just wanted to touch them. Although I don't think that would have went well if mm. I would have tried to get out no. and touch them. No, nope. no. Nope. Mom would have said, uh-uh. "Uh, uh, yeah, yeah." It wouldn't have been cute for very the long. Mama bear. <laughs> yes, I get back in the in the car with no yeah. face. Yeah, but, yeah. Oh it could have been. It could have been pretty cool. Oh it could have been pretty dope. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, anything else? What we got, Burn? I think that's it. This was awesome. Yeah, really I learned fun. a lot. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Cool. And uh, yeah, we got we got to actually hit you up about building a rod <laughs> for Dom. No, that would problem. be so sick. Yeah. Like do Not like a, a black and purple rod oh or something. Gosh. He would go crazy. He'd probably cry. He and might. then I would cry. Yeah, he might. Which is fine. <laughs> that's fine. You it can might cry be, over a rod. Cry. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. A beautiful moment. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's dope for sure. Nate, you got anything? What you got, homie? No, that's it, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming in, talking to us, and uh, glad you got to enjoy some some salmon tacos. Oh, I yeah. didn't, I didn't get salmon, salmon. tacos. No, I also made rice and maybe. beans. Okay, yeah. salmon. Maybe when I come salmon. up this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you come here, we can. Oh yeah, we can just remind you that we had them. No, uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, so before you leave, as a fellow Wisconsiner, are Culver's cheese curds overrated? Yes or no? Yes. Yes, Ooh. Nate. You're getting pummeled <laughs> on this, dude. I actually ate some last night. Yeah, so. I'll eat them. I'll eat them. Yeah. I'll eat them. But they're just overrated. They're just not that God. dope, They're dude. good, but they're not that good. Come on, I mean, man. I think it's because last time I was at Culver's, there was some like TV thing. You know how like companies yeah. will use a TV as like a scrolling commercial, essentially? Um, and it was like that real happy, jolly white guy. Not Santa, but like the Culver's guy who's like, hey, there's butter burgers. And he's just, he's just happy because is he knows his heart's gonna stop soon from all the butterbutter. So he's smiling while he can. And uh, I, I'm just being stupid. I wish no ill will on anybody, <laughs> but especially not Culver's people. I'm just being dumb. Anyway, and he's like saying, like, did you know every year Culver sells like 30 tons of cheese curds? It's really Whoa. like an actual absurd number. Like it's a stupefying number. And it was that thing that set me off that I'm like, they're not even that good. I feel like if they are <coughs> not piping hot yeah. then they're just not very wow, good nate wow I nate just, loves culver's cheese yeah. curds yeah but have you had actual like wisconsin have you had fair real cheese, cheese curds? curds that's what i was gonna say even a and fair ones, yeah, fair. Fair ones yeah. are like the optimist club they have the oh best cheese curds yeah just a little bit of breading with a little bit of grease boy yeah, yeah. even no, like if nothing it, gets more wisconsin than culver's cheese curds so <laughs> yeah there is something more wisconsin <laughs> good cheese curds <laughs> <laughs> good ones that's more wisconsin oh my god just um, cheese curds in general yeah cheese curds right. in general are great have you ever had have you had the uh like where you just go to the gas station Nate and you get like the cheese curds that squeak like the cold ones like without no, yeah, not yeah, even cold they got to be yeah. warm sitting yeah. on the counter yeah. Yes. Okay. yeah they got to be fresh okay. fresh yeah yeah fresh, when wait, tomorrow's Thursday yeah so Yellowstone cheese up mm-hmm. off X yeah. Um, yeah, yeah X and 27 yeah they have fresh curds tomorrow. Oh, man. Look at this. Dude's I know got, where this we're dude's going. got the inside scoop on curds, yeah. dude. Uh-huh. This yeah. is dope. Yeah. This is yeah. the number one best reason he's <laughs> yes. here right now. <laughs> oh this is gosh. so dope. <laughs> Heck yeah, Nate. So tomorrow we're getting some warm going curds. Some curds. <laughs> have you had those, Nate? Like the, the ones that they, you know they're good at? They go, when you bite into them? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay good. Yeah, okay, they don't need to be fried for me to like them. Okay. Nate, yeah. can we just ask you one more time? Will you please move to Wisconsin? Please. It's too cold. Oh, shit, man. Oh, it was like 84 on, here today. It was cold, too. Yeah, get out. You act like you live in Florida. 
right? It's yeah. hot down there right now. Yeah, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, you don't want to be gross. Yeah. You just want to be like That's comfy. No lie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, every yeah, time I say Florida, right I say Florida. Yeah. Every single time because of if anybody's seen that uh, Key and Peel sketch where they do like the East West game where they're like different football players every time oh and gosh, then they make so up. Funny. He's like the Jinklage Morgan <laughs> University of South Florida. And every time I hear the word Florida, I just hear Florida. So that's how you say it. Yeah, it's so funny to me. Devoin shower handle, like all the names they make yeah. up. Anyway, um, all right. So everybody, thank you so so deeply so much for tuning in. Please hit up my man on um, on social media if you're interested in sponsoring what he's got going on. I, I do think truly, I'm not just saying this. I do think he's got something unique. Yeah. Um, I also think um, good people deserve help sometimes. And I think this is good people. Um, So hit them up on there. Um, Thank you to everybody for listening. Um, Make sure you hit up Gill Tech. If you're fishing any smallmouth derbies, um, if you're fishing anything, they make some really great thought through stuff. Kenai coolers, working class bow hunter, all of it. We are so thankful, truly. Um, And until the next one, until we catch you on the next one, thank you. Um, Positivity is worth the effort. Bye. Thanks. See ya. (laughs)